six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. It's a pair of classic, really? Classic. Part three today as the guys explore the waters of Camp Crystal Lake in Northern California with Friday the 13th Part 3 and Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Plus, Crystal Lake Homeowners Association President Brock Stevich stops by today on Six Pack Double Feature. Weekends are a good time to escape to the woods. Unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Because 13 is an unlucky number. But out here, so are 1 through 12. Because these are Jason's woods. And nobody leaves them. Alive. Friday the 13th, part 3, in 3D. Jason, you can't fight him. You can't stop him. And now, you can't even keep him on the screen. Friday, the 13th, part 3, in 3D. Now, when it comes to killing in Jason's woods, Jason will come to you. Friday, the 13th, part 3, in 3D. A new dimension in terror. It will scare you. <laughs> it's almost like it was scared. It's almost like the beer was scared? Yes. Okay. Hey, welcome in. It's Six Pack Double Feature. I'm Travis. And I am Nathan. And you are not confused in this episode because... We aren't confused. Yeah. Oddly enough. I don't know how that's happening. But... I don't know when this is going to pop up, but it was quite funny that Lisa was looking to get some type of like Christmas gift for me last year. Yeah. And she was going to get us both hats that said one says he's Travis and the other one says he's Nathan. <laughs> and I'm like, keep that idea. That's pretty funny. I that's... like that. <laughs> I do. I like that. That's fun. I'm like, oh, so my wife apparently really does listen. <laughs> if she didn't, she would not have done that. That's good. I like that, that. is funny. I um, like it. So, if you can't tell. Uh, hey, we're watching, or have watched, Friday the 13th, part three. Many times. In the third dimension. Now, I did not get to do 3D. I think that the 3D that's on the Blu-ray that I borrowed from you just takes certain things or just shows the whole thing in like the red and blue hue that makes you see it with the glasses that it comes with. Now, is your TV 3D? No, it's not. Neither is mine. So my TV wouldn't play anything. It, was, it was just the same regardless. Is that what it was? I, I wonder was, if it was a gimmick. 
They're like, hey, guess what? We're no, it say. was no, it was legit. Like, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Normally, that process to do that costs enough money that usually you have to pay a fair amount of money for it to say 3D. It was funny when I selected to go play it. It said 3D or 2D, yeah. and I said, well, 2D, obviously, because this is the real world, and the only thing that happens in 3D is real life. This was um, instead of Jason's spear gun. Welcome to real life. <laughs> The uh, this was the first movie to kind of revamp 3D. Yeah, in the 80s, I heard, I read somewhere in that respect that that was pretty. Uh, it was a tedious process too. Yeah, because you had to like get the angles like perfect, just right. So that involved take after take after take after take after take in order to get it for a movie right. for a movie that should not have taken more than two takes. <laughs> uh, a lot of the stuff I reference is from a very intensive documentary oh, yeah? on Amazon called um, Camp Crystal Lake Memories. Okay. It's like a seven-hour documentary. And it's, it's like, the, you know, the doesn't Nightmare on Elm Street has like a four-hour one for their like giant box set? And I remember it watching the entire, that one. Yeah, it spans the entire series of movies up to the so, 08 remake. Oh, that's a lot of... Oh, but it was like a week of my life that I wish I could get back and redo it. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) I love Friday the 13th. Um, Spoilers. Jason Jason doesn't die at the end. (laughs) Well, he looked like he was dead at the end. He He looked like he was dead laying there in the the barn with the (laughs) hatchet in his head. Was that not real? Was he actually not dead? He was just so, taking it. It's a little known fact. They actually did, they did not kill the actor that played Jason at the end of this movie like they did with the prior two. God, the, did they the, pick some dude that was like ginormous who played Jason in this movie? He was a stunt guy. Okay. He Which, was like as, – as He became the – He was um, like built like a brick shit house. Like like they, he looked like a weightlifter or wrestler. Just a stunt guy. Okay. Just a, an ancient Hollywood stunt guy. Wow. Which, I know he's British, correct? Or, no. American. Really? Yeah. Just like oh, he, he doubled for John Wayne quite a bit, actually. Oh, really? And he, sadly enough, I don't know his name. We're going to try, hopefully later, we're going to have a uh, special guest that can give us some uh, a little bit more insight into some of the uh, more special facts. And but, uh, Yeah, I don't know his name. Um, it's something Booker or Brooker or... I remember Is he something. Seventies TV cop? Sure. <laughs> TJ TJ Brooker. Brooker. Brookham Brookham Brooker. Was it the fing guy from Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Well yeah. Brookham Brooker. Uh no, seriously. They I I can't remember the guy in the second I thought he was British, but the, maybe uh, the guy in the he second movie. He just sounded movie, super fancy. The guy in the second movie that played Jason, I don't remember his story, but it is a long and storied process of basically having a stunt player it was like a, a different guy like every movie correct up until uh part five when they got what everyone in my generation calls jason which is kane hotter uh the jason and he he sort of d jason like he like d jason no okay d jason on the ones and threes uh he reinvented jason kane hotter did nor is, nor is this a How conversation. How do you reinvent a Jason character? Well, because each one was different and each one had their own style. Uh, Kane Hodder's Jason was the very much like the heaving chest, breathing, <sighs> that kind of like intense linebacker kind of Jason. That was Kane Hodder for, I believe, three or four movies. Okay. Uh, and widely regarded to be the Jason. Like he was the most consistent, the, the longest running. He was the Sean Connery of Jasons, if you will. <laughs> Oh, he was the misogynistic Jason. 
Jason? No, Jason killed sex uh, equal. Oh, he was man, a woman. He, he was an equal care. opportunity murderer. <laughs> he as was. I wrote down in here anyway. Black, white, yellow, red, dog, man, cat. woman, cat. Yeah, okay. did not care. Um, All breathing things, I'll kill it. So, it's for most of you. If you don't know, Nathan is not a big horror guy. Nathan is a Nathan not, likes not horror guy. Nathan likes suspense, like things like the thing, and I like, like some, fly. and I like some horror movies too. But I. I'll be honest with you, like the slasher stuff. And Cheese. It, it just, I didn't grow up with it anywhere in the house to begin with. It was a fairly conservative home. Same here. You know, but actually. it, you know, but I didn't feel the draw to it either. Right. And so when I watched this for the first time, this was the first time that I had seen any Friday the 13th movie in probably over 20 years. Other than the first one. Other correct? than the first, yeah, that's what I mean. The first one I probably saw 20 plus years ago. It didn't do one way over the other for me. It was just like, oh, oh, look, Kevin Bacon, not his penis, knife through his throat. <laughs> you know, evidently, that's evidently every episode this season. Oh, it's Kevin Bacon we're penis. We're trying to work in Kevin the, Bacon's penis. It's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon's penis. You know, the average penis is six degrees. Oh. Mine's um, only four and a half. <laughs> four and a half degrees. I, of when I when I when I watched this, I felt like I should have been in a drive-in theater. In all honesty, that's all a honesty. great. That's a great. That's what it felt like. Like and the things should. that you watched, things that you watched in the eighties, and kids going high school and college kids going to watch movies in in the drive-in. That's the movie you you stereotypically would have imagined them watching yeah. if they were watching a horror movie. That's that's the, what it felt like with the, this. I, I'm not a, like, I like horror the same way I like a lot of things. I'm not what you call an aficionado or an expert or anything like that. I like what I like, and I like it for the reasons I like it. And what you just touched on is, sums this movie up perfectly. It's fun. Picture it, picture it as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Sure, innocent people are dying in horrific ways, and... We're going to add a special new category to this episode just for this episode. And I guess in any future episodes similar to it. Yes. But I don't think I'll be looking for favorite kill in Million Dollar Baby or anything. So that's a no, spoiler God. alert. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> anyway, these fav- movies don't paint pictures. They don't develop characters so that you. They don't? Unless they intend to and fail at it horribly, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Good, really. Like, and it's like we said earlier. It's arguable. Do you call the fly and the thing? Do you call that horror? I don't think so because I think it's more than that. Yes, horror. Many, several, just like metal. It's horror. Like we said, I didn't feel it as a horrific a horror movie, but it was horrific. The things that happened to him this in is, the scenario. This is kill porn. Yes. And it's it's cheesy, cartoonish kill porn. Because people are looking for the kill shot yeah. in this movie. The trailer we're watching, they went up in number, up to 12. And when I looked back to look at how many people were killed in this film, 12. Including Jason? Well, no. He makes 13. Now. Well, then. <gasps> kill, kill, kill. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but so basically the the plot of this one is this I believe was supposed to be the last one. This was supposed to be the the third, chapter 3 of, right, a, because of the trilogy. In the first movie, if you don't know spoilers, but it's Jesus, it's 38 years old. The first Friday the 13th is Jason's mother. Then at the end of that he sees his mother get killed. Then he goes on a killing rampage. 
And then this is a continuation of that. Because this is he actually, was able to recover from the machete through his collar. Because and supernatural. Because of nonsense. movie. Yeah. Because of script. Yeah. Uh, this was actually arguably the first like stupid sequel. This was like a, it was this a direct, like the end of two was still happening at the beginning of three. One, two and, one, two and three did that. Are like yes. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, so boom, is boom. this Saturday the 15th? That's the fun bit of trivia. Yeah. The original happens on Friday the 13th. So the second one happens on Saturday the 14th. So this is Sunday the 15th? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was thinking it was Saturday the 14th. No, but if I did, if I hadn't connected the dots from the first one, if it's day one, day two, day three, then yes, this is Sunday the fifteenth and retitled. This was in an age prior to other than Star Wars and maybe Indiana Jones. This isn't. This is. There's no such word as the word franchise at this point. Okay. So every movie had a new star, a new Jason, a new director, a n- and a new, new story. And victims. So it's obviously it's disjointed. It's okay. just kill people. It's. I'll tell you one thing. It felt like it took forever for him to get to his hockey mask. Number one. But the sack is in the one eye. Just. Not very intimidating. No, he looks like this is crazy hillbilly, which, I mean, is intimidating. My name is Potato Sack. (laughs) I'm here to kill you with my machete. I just... (laughs) just, Why not cut out both holes in the sack for both eyes? (laughs) Travis can't concentrate now. I normally don't get him to this point. He's like clearly had too much to drink. No, I haven't. I'm no, fine. I'm <laughs> my name's Potato Sack. Nathan you killed is, my mother. Nathan has, invented, Nathan has invented his first character. Potato Sack. Potato Sack. Potato Sack only has one hole. And it's for his eye. Don't get dirty with it. Give Potato Sack the two holes he's endued by governmental <laughs> stipulations. Law says two Potato Sack holes. Listen here, Potato Sack. Law just don't go around here. Savvy? (laughs) (laughs) This summer, Ike Clinton is potato sack. One or two eyes? Two. Well, part one is one eye. Part two Two is two eyes. (laughs) Does he have the machete in both parts? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) This is is five potato sacks. Or six. Potato sack five. The dry rod. (laughs) (laughs) the first thing i get to is it's kind of disturbing the beginning is a little unsettling and then you get the dead head on the table which i'm assuming is mrs Voorhees. mrs Voorhees, yeah uh and then you get to the pop out 3d credits and the disco music which seems again out of place this was breakout for 82 this was breakout for the series because the first movie was a hit Everybody loved it. Okay. Second movie, obviously a hit. Third movie, they were like, okay, what do we do? We've done... They have to ramp it up again. Yeah, they, we've done this and we've done this. Well, disco is big, guys, so... <laughs> I don't know about you, but rather than the... But let's add the Bee Gees beat. I'll be honest with you. It took me out of the, I don't really, I don't know if I'm ever going to be frightened by this to begin with, but I was kind of digging it, to be completely honest. Dude, this is kind of fun. This is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, My second favorite being... Of the two that I've seen, I enjoyed this one more. Than the the original? Yeah. See, yeah, because I don't, like, 
Because I didn't see Kevin Bacon's penis. <laughs> but that's the only reason why. The original Friday was, I feel, part of a Hollywood scramble to to compete with Halloween. Yeah, I was going to say it was a reactionary measure to... And arguably it did. Yeah. Because, because the first one is the, the first one is a murder mystery who done it. Yeah. Well, not just that. The first one is also just a it's a completely different type of horror genre for the time. Sure. You didn't have slasher movies. You didn't just have maniacal crazy people on the loose. I'm going to find a knife and start murdering people. It also has a really low body count. Halloween does anyway. But I can totally see Friday the 13th as a what can we do to cash in on this popularity? Yep. And it did, and it made its own, it carved its own little niche in the world. And, you know, it's arguably a competitor franchise with... I mean, the music uh, is a departure tonally. The disco? From, from yeah, the, they're, they're telling you this is, this is this hey, ain't your daddy's Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> your dad. When you go out clubbing after the movies, we're going to drop the needle and... Jammed to some Jason tunes. I'm Jason Voorhees, and after a long day of killing naked people in the woods, I like to go to my local discotheque. The following <laughs> are some of my favorite tunes. I will survive. <laughs> killing ain't easy, but it's necessary. <laughs> Part two, the remix, and my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> This, like you said, this is the movie where Jason gets the iconic mask, which I think honestly would have been. This movie isn't. This movie is different if the hockey mask did not pop up. This movie is not good <laughs> without the hockey mask. Kinda. I mean, there's. It's. This is a great. Okay, come on. You have to movie. admit, as horrible as Shelley is as a character, he would work better, number one, if he was funny. He's not. <laughs> the benefit of his character is that he's not an actor. Apparently, he went into becoming a, a lawyer, from what yeah, I saw. Yeah, he's something. Uh, but the benefit was is that he gave Jason the hockey mask, which if anybody visions Jason from Friday the 13th, the first thing you see, potato hockey. sack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hockey mask. Yeah, hockey mask. Hockey mask. First potato sack, then hockey mask. This, but yes. This movie also, I mean, Halloween is... The slasher movie. Right. Arguably, and there's arguably, very little slashing. Arguably Friday the 13th. No, I'm sorry. Arguably Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, I'm very excited. I love the fucking movie. Which is two years after this. It is, but... Which was, again, another response to the whole slasher theatrical epidemic that took over. Yes. But Friday the 13th sort of set the pace for what became the 80s. The Friday the 13th I agree. series. That the blueprint the was Michael Myers and Halloween... But then they made it into, yeah. Okay, let's well, kill you them. Can tell. Let's kill them in funny ways. Interesting. Friday the Thirteenth. It's eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two, eighty-three. There, I mean, it's like four movies, four years. They're cranking this out like a factory to begin with. You know, they're looking for absolutely. So every year, just it's a new money Friday grab. the Thirteenth, yeah. or Saturday the Fourteenth, or Monday the Sixteenth. <laughs> did, did you know there's actually fucking scary as shit? Did you know who? <laughs> Your weekend is over. Welcome to Monday, the 16th. <laughs> um, I would not want to see a movie called Monday the 16th much more than 
That's Friday the 13th. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Um, Did you know there's actually a movie called Saturday the 14th? Uh, It sounds... It's a shit horror ripoff, knockoff kind of Munsters-ish movie starring Jeffrey Tambor. Sounds like something that, like... It's god Oh, It sounds like something that Mel Brooks would have done. Yeah, but it's not that good. But not... No, it's bad. that quality. It's it's on Amazon. You can watch it. That's all right. It'll cost you $1.99. No, it won't cost me anything. not worth it. Did you know... You probably watched the credits, but... And ever we all know Tom Savini, right? Yes. Tom Savini is responsible for the effects in this movie. Well, Tom Savini is also responsible for the effects of the uh, 78 um, George Romero's zombie movie, the uh, Day of the Dead, right? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, not Day of the Dead. Dead. Day of the Dead was 85. Tom Savini is a god amongst makeup people. And if you don't know Tom Savini. Especially for horror. Absolutely. If you don't know Tom Savini, but you've seen... From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, he's Sex Machine. Sex Machine! <laughs> he's done a little acting here and there. He did a little bit of acting in uh, Dawn of the Dead as well. But yeah, I didn't. He, know, I did not know that he did the uh, makeup effects for this. And so. there's okay. a whole. We could do a whole weird. I don't. We, we don't do them like this, but we could do an episode on Tom Savini, and what an amazing person he is. Because he also directed the rehash of Night of the Living Night Dead. Night of the Living Dead that you yep. let me yep. borrow a while ago. Yeah. Um, and he's mentioned quite heavily in the uh, Crystal Lake Memories. Okay. And we're going to try to get some more comments on Tom Savini and some of his uh, special effects makeup uh, with our special guest coming up later. So we're going to talk I about that. I didn't realize that that Friday the 13th was a day after day after day after unfortunate incident. <laughs> because I had written down here until I found out later, it says, for what I presume is an obscene amount of carnage <gasps> that's taken place all around Crystal Lake, it surprises me that people still live there. If it's only happened in three or four days, well, it happened. I guess in, it happened in the late fifties, and then it happened again in nineteen eighty. Okay, and then what continuously like happens? How over... stupid are the people that keep living here where the, year after year, where even the, though it's day after day instead? Where the f- is the FBI? <laughs> the CIA? The Army? The, Give me the, the police! <laughs> I'm just gonna. That's get the it. worst sheriff, by the way, that shows up at the end. That, in which movie? Yeah, the third one that we watched here. <laughs> what are they uh, all horrible? The, okay, historically, yes. Yeah. All right, Jim, all right. Well, it plays off of Halloween. Okay, the no. Sh- the well, the sheriff is a little. Well, the sheriff is the father of one of the vi- and uh, eventual victims. But he sucks, right? It's... He's not great. Everyone's entitled to at least one good scare on Halloween. <laughs> that was his best line contributed to all of Halloween in general. But anyways, is, what were you saying? Is there something in this movie? Pick. Can you pick one thing in this movie that doesn't work for you? <laughs> uh, no, but I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Can I go? Yeah, go. Okay. Number one, hammock sex. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Number two, the lack of narrative. <laughs> I know that doesn't count. <laughs> I know it doesn't count. But for someone like me that doesn't watch these very often, yes. It is. It doesn't count, but I'm putting it in there. Jason's motivation to continue to murder complete strangers. Complete strangers. Is he just a lunatic? Obviously, I'm as at number three, not counting anything since then. You know, he's. You know what it is. He's. He's, not, a, he's, he's a complicated individual. He's not a people person. Okay. Uh, Jason hiding out in the barn for half the movie until he gets his hockey mask so he can leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of all the scares, the only scare that actually, the jump scare that actually got me was when uh, mm-hmm. Chili and her Cheech and Chong counterpart, <laughs> co-ed counterpart, uh-huh. uh, he goes to take a dump, decides that he's going to light up a joint while he's taking a shit. Yeah. 
And when he comes out because somebody's shaking the thing and eventually he runs into his girlfriend, that was the only one that actually got me to go. That was it. It was at this point that Travis realized that Nathan was comparing Friday the 13th Part 3 with Jaws. <laughs> There's so many ploys. There's so many plays on the jump scare. It's pro wrestling. To the think point. Of it, think of it like pro wrestling. It desensitizes you, though. It does. You do too many. I think it was a bit overkill, personally. But that's okay. That's me. That's you. That's you. I'm looking at it from a different point of view, and I don't watch a lot of these. And I understand what they're going for, but it just felt like most of them were cheap jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, These movies are, they're not failed comedies, but they're comedies at the same time. Comedy and horror are very much attached at the hip. Yeah. Well, the last one was, we already discussed it. It was the fact that I don't think this movie actually took place on Friday the 13th. (laughs) (laughs) That was the what doesn't work. So, bullet points for me. Being more... Being more able to acquiesce to some of the la- the lesser charges okay. <laughs> against this movie. <laughs> um, you mentioned her character. There are two characters I absolutely fucking hate in this movie. And one of them, her name is Debbie. She's the girl having sex in the hammock. Oh, she's the pregnant girl, right? Because she says she's pregnant oh, yeah, when yeah. they're in the van. Yeah. Um, right after that hammock sex, she takes a shower. Right. Doesn't want a beer. First of all, it's a beer. Then doesn't want a beer. Yeah. Um, she's the only one that shows her boobs. Correct? Correct. Yeah. She takes that shower, and she constantly washes her upper arms and boobs, and that's it. Well, it's the only thing that got dirty. Jamie and I were watching this about a year ago. her boyfriend. That's the only thing that he actually touched. Jamie and I watched this about a year ago, and I sat up and I said, why the hell doesn't she wash her butt? That's the first thing I get to when I I take a shower. You you, You clean the worst part of you. And she just had sex, so all down there is just... You know, I would say you're wrong, but it's not... She never washes her butt. You wash, your, she does, you she wash your butt first. She washes it real quick. Then you wash time. again. And then you wash everything else. <laughs> also, her hair is dry. Who? Who? Why doesn't she wash her hair? The shower scene doesn't work for me. All, and all that is, is... You guys remember, do you guys remember Psycho? There was a yes. shower scene in Psycho. Oh, so we're going to have one in let's, this one. But let's show her boobs in this one. Is she well, gonna, yeah. Is she going to wash because her butt? Because then you think... God gonna... damn it, no, Steven. She's not going to wash her butt. We're not going to get an X rating the f*** are you thinking about boobs and arms only that's what doesn't work for me who showers that way those are gigantuan areolas (laughs) (laughs) oh uh uh yeah i put down here i was like um it sure went from day to night really quickly uh after the credits is ed wood directing this movie Yeah. yeah because he's out there He's walking around the laundry that's blown around in the wind with his rake that he's purposefully pointing at the screen in order to show off that 3D effect. And then it's like, all right, we need Mrs. Storefront owner in her hair rollers. Let's call her Doubtfire. This is Doubtfire. Knitting needle in the back of the head, lady. Yeah, that had to hurt. That was a good kill. Chuck and Chili are like a co-ed Cheech and Chong knockoff. Absolutely. I, I just they were they're stupid. They don't need to be there. No, they're only there to be cannon well, fodder. Here, here's only... here's my frustration. They're there for laughs and then to get killed in fun ways. Well, let me get to my frustration with with the with the movie in general. It says the back of the Blu-ray. It says if you could change one film, or if you could change one thing in the film, what would it be? The back of the Blu-ray jacket says the following: 
A carefree summer becomes a deadly nightmare for another group of naive counselors who choose to ignore Camp Crystal Lake's gruesome legacy. They find themselves in a bloody game of cat and mouse with the maniacal Jason who stalks their every move. Uh, I completely disagree with the synopsis. Number one, these victims of part three aren't counselors. No. They're just vacationing at shithole lake farms <laughs> at Camp Crystal Lake. There is absolutely no cat and mouse in this movie because Jason's victims don't know they're going to be victims. Correct. And I think the tension of this movie would be much more palpable if the kids knew that they that they were there and couldn't leave. How about I got palpable? That's what I wouldn't change. I think you're overlooking one thing about Shithole it's Lake. It's Friday. <laughs> no, Shithole Lake has... Model Several home. holes full model, of shit. No, it has model homes starting in the ones, twos, and three hundreds. <laughs> I saw the billboard driving Afford- up here. That's affordable, <laughs> affordable lakeside housing. And you're just you're missing the point. You're not a horror guy. I know horror is a bait and switch sort of yes. game. That's... It's supposed to be sort of sensationalistic. Yes. And then you get in the theater and you're like, "This is fucking stupid," but it is what it is, and it's kind of fun. It's fun right. in its own way. It's having a renaissance now of. Uh, Going back to that schlocky, this is you know what this is the Roger Moore of Jasons for me. This is the Moonraker of Jasons. They go to the moon. They do. They do actually with Jason X. Um, they go what? into they go into space. That happened in the early two thousands. They they put all the horror icons. Is in that space. before or after he decided to fight Freddy? Uh, before. Okay. Well, after he decided to fight Freddy, but before it actually happened. Oh, okay. So there was a rights. Again, if you haven't seen Crystal Lake. Because it's Paramount and it's there was a, uh, New Line. It was a right? great. It was a. Uh, rights thing. Uh, what's the Catholic thing between heaven and hell? Uh, purgatory. Purgatorial uh, thing for they Jason were, for a while. Jason and they Freddy were, were stuck in purgatory. They, that movie was, yeah. So they in, But should be going to hell. In the meantime, they did Jason X. Okay. As a sheer comedy. Hey, <laughs> I got this great idea. Please stop talking. <laughs> um, uh, Hellraiser did one in space too, and it was it was really bad. Have you ever eaten that much dry herb ever to try to confiscate it from the authorities that I've, drive by? I knew mean, exactly once they put that. Do you mean marijuana? Yeah, the herb. <laughs> the, the herb. We're all adults here. Uh, <laughs> well, I've I figured never, they weren't eating marijuana on set, so it must I've have. Well, never, maybe they were. I've never eaten marijuana. I just find I knew exactly once they started cramming it into their mouth that whatever cop that they saw was going to zoom right past them. I I knew uh, it. Do you know? uh, I'm odd fact. I'm like I I can see things. Do you know what happens to you when you eat that much marijuana? You die. Nothing. Marijuana is actually a superfood. It's good for you to eat. You don't get high if you eat it. It has to get to a certain. Is it the oil or something? The oil has to get to a certain temperature to get you high. Oh, okay. I have a friend. Uh, uh, John Kitchen, actually. There's your shout out. Uh, he wrote for a, a cannabis website, and uh, his name is John Kitchen. He is born he, and raised in the kitchen. He's uh, he's a mutt. John Kitchen is. He's a good goddamn dude. Anyway, he wrote for a, a cannabis website for a while, and uh, marijuana doesn't get you high if you eat it. Which is, in my opinion, a waste of marijuana if you're a pot. Well, if you're, <laughs> what's or, the point? Or if you're hungry. I would I'd like oregano. I would. Uh, I'd add a bit of ranch. That were me, on some carrots. Um, so Rick, the love interest dude. Yes. Is he what twenty twenty five years older? He twenty five years older than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. At least is 10. he her, is he her dad's friend from work? 
Let you go up to the lake. Yeah, I got the weekend him. off. I drove up here on Friday night, got here Saturday morning. <laughs> your uh, <clears throat> your dad said I should keep an eye on things. God, did things get cold in here or what? And man, are there some things I should keep an eye on? That was probably a better line that was delivered was, did things just get cold in here? Oh, were there nipples? No, it was the fact that she completely like pushed off his advances. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the best, but it was, it was, the delivery wasn't bad. Friday always tried to have, at least initially, they tried to have a strong, maybe not as strong, but a stronger female. Female? Carrie Stroud. I'm not, uh. Okay. What the hell was her name? Lori Stroud. Sorry. Lori Stroud from I'm thinking, Halloween? Yeah, I'm thinking Carrie. Okay. Again, they're playing off of that, but they always tried to have a female, a lone female survivor. And they tried to make her sort of a scream queen, but also kind of strong. I don't know what I have it written down for, but... Okay, so we're going to do favorite kill in this episode. Okay. And I don't know if this is my favorite kill or not. I don't have it labeled as such. Pitchfork. But that fuck with a yo-yo, I was so fucking glad when he died. When he was bisected? By the machete. Walking on his hands handstand. and then he takes one to the crotch. Yeah. I hate that guy. Andy, I think his name was. Yeah, his name is Andy. Uh, a second thought, I don't want that beer. I hate it when he doesn't answer me like that. <laughs> I hate it when he doesn't answer me. That was almost my worst line. My worst line was, Debbie grabs a copy of Fangoria magazine after drying off. Yeah. Uh, With Tom Savini on the you cover? You know, I didn't even realize he was on the cover. Uh, as blood drips down on the page she says where's this coming from <laughs> you deserved a knife through the chest for just that comment alone a la kevin bacon yeah it's that was i thought that was because it had a, a couple of uh they did some callbacks yeah, yeah the end was a callback in the boat into the fake yeah. lake on the studio absolutely yeah <laughs> my favorite kill it's a toss-up and it's one of the two obvious 3d kills yeah. Which one do you think it is? <sighs> you know, there's you're doing a juggle because <laughs> he juggled in the movie. Get it? I don't want to. I don't want to say mine. And I've got it's a fifty fifty shot of me saying, "Oh, is it when he kills the guy juggling?" No, I don't think anybody was juggling when they got killed. Does, is it when he kills Shelly? Yeah, with the harpoon. Yeah, that's my favorite kill. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. You know, that's why pretty bad. As ho- as horrible as it is, the fact that she at least recognized the fact that it wasn't Shelly anymore because the guy's I don't know 150 pounds heavier and, and three looks, feet taller, yeah, three feet taller, and looks like he bench presses 750 pounds and is also not wearing a wetsuit and hat and is bald and wait, who are you? But the fact that she's like, I dropped your wallet. Sorry. <laughs> and my then favorite, it's just my favorite part about that kill. Yeah. As he shoots her, kind of looks at her for confirmation. Mike drop. Mike drops the harpoon gun. Turns his whole body. And it kind of swaggers out. And just walks the f*** off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite That was kind of cool. That's, for me, that's the most iconic, other than the mask, that's the most iconic thing for that movie for me. Because that's... They almost spoil it in the in the trailer. Because you see what I play, you don't... Or you hear what I play, you don't see it. Correct. They almost spoil that, in, that obvious kill. Outside of uh, getting past the MPA for a trailer, <laughs> you don't see the harpoon gun go through or is stuck in Shelly's or uh, Debbie's eye or, or whoever her name is. I can't remember. Uh, a special guest coming in very shortly. Going to talk about some uh, some things in this movie and our next movie, Halloween 3. Where are we, Nathan? Have we done 
kind of jumping around a bit. We um, are jumping. My around. next thing in the we're notes all is, over the map. It's okay. In Crystal Lake, it's, we've jumped from well, you barn have, to house to back to barn to to lake. My worst line is I didn't have a favorite line in this one. Um, I have a favorite scene. I have a favorite kill, which we just talked about. My worst line is. In a movie full of bad lines, it's kind of hard to pick right. a worse line. However, I do have one, and it is the uh, that whole "Give me my wallet back, ma'am." <laughs> That's just stupid. Well, what's even in a movie this For mo- silly? Sure, okay. Go. I'm not going to call it stupid. What it's a nice a silly because it's not stupid. It's... No, but it's just for the 3D effect of yeah. throwing it yeah. into the camera, which apparently they had to do like 40 times, I guess. Can I have the wallet back, ma'am? ma'am. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Yeah, that's just that's just dumb. Because they're the worst, least intimidating motorcycle gang. Well, they only have three people. True. And they die, all of them, pretty damn quick. And not just that. Pissing around in that Or at line. least you think they all die quick. One dude just gets the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. he pops up so he can die later. <laughs> he was just resting. To save Chris. That's the only downside is that I the vengeance part of, hey, we're going to get him back, but no one's going to get hurt. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to siphon three canisters of gasoline out of their van so that's, and burn down the barn. That's three gallons of gasoline each, so that's nine gallons Those of are, gas. Th- yeah, around about, around about nine gallons. Why? Where do you go? And then what are we going to do with it? We're going to burn. Oh, so I have to <laughs> suck the van off? I have to, yeah, I have to suck the van off. Wait, I don't. Why don't we just buy? Man, I'm glad Kevin Bacon's not. You do realize it's only like, like twenty seven cents a gallon for gas at the (laughs) gas station. Why do I have to taste this at all? I'm not paying for my vengeance. (laughs) I think what's funny is is that it's a VW Bug that drives over and screws up the motorcycle. Do you have a favorite scene? Favorite line? I really don't. I really don't. I just have a favorite kill, and my runner-up favorite kill is Richard's head getting crushed with his eye popping out. <laughs> that was a good one. My favorite, my favorite liner scene was when uh, the Andy, the handstand douche, takes a machete to the crotch. I he's like he didn't have his guts fall completely out. I hate that, that guy. That guy's a prick. He deserved he's, to die. He's a Jelly, Shelley didn't deserve to die. The problem with Shelley... Here's the problem with Shelley. He's not funny enough, okay? Are you listening, Shelley? Shelley, you're not funny enough. All right, would you like some trivia? Let's lighten the mood with some trivia. Oh no, I got one. Other, I got two other questions. Number one, um, actually three comments. Chris and Rick found a wonderful location near a drain runoff in New Jersey <laughs> to connect with a flashback. It's fucking Jersey, dude. Uh, this is yeah. I put down here. This is New Jersey, so most likely what was pouring out of that drain runoff was probably some type of toxic sewage. Well, tell me about your flashback. Why? Why don't you want to spread your legs for me? Please tell me, Chris. Oh, Chris, look, the headwaters are so nice and brown today. <laughs> oh, smell the oh, dead fish and self-tanner. Oh, uh, so romantic here. Yeah. Who brings a harpoon gun on a weekend away to a cabin by the lake? Or a wetsuit. Well, I'll even let that one go. He has a harpoon gun. <laughs> it's not like they went out to fucking Florida. Come on. What are we going to do? Where I'm going to go catch me a marlin or something. Really? <laughs> You're not going to catch a marlin with a harpoon gun. I don't know, but he'd more it's more logical. I guess. Come on. Okay. 
That was obviously written in the script. Uh-huh. I'm, th- I'm thinking that might be. And then lastly, uh, would a rape van likely like uh, li- <laughs> like that typically have a reserve tank? Yes, it would okay. actually. I don't remember seeing the switch there before. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. I used to. It was kind of creative in the fact that they emptied the tank and then she was like, It's a little oh, bit of suspense, yeah. River, I have a reserve tank. Look at that. I worked at a place in high school that I, I delivered the mail twice a day, uh-huh. um, morning and afternoon. And their van had a reserve tank. It was, I believe, half half the actual tank. So it was like a 10-gallon tank. Right. But it was for long-haul-like shit. I mean, no, I wasn't delivering mail across many states. I was going 10 minutes up the road and back. But, but you still needed the reserve tank for well, the it was Well, it was a repurposed van, but it had a reserve tank. So that was a common-ish thing in the late 70s, early was 80s. It, whose van was that? Was it hers? I don't know. It doesn't say. Mm. It's it you know it's a failed character. enough. It's, an, it's a character like Kit. This completely van. ruins the movie because we do not know knowing who's vans, <laughs> who owned the van. All right, Please. so some trivia, some trivia. There is uh, in Toronto. There's the Royal Independent Theater. They own one of the few surviving original 3D prints of the movie, and they show it every Halloween, which I think is. At least in the same spirit. Good of, for you guys. I yeah. love that. No, they should. There that's, should be a statue. Pretty for good novel. At least an award. Um, like you and I both said, it's the first time the iconic hockey mask is uh, shown and used. And we've talked about before. Based on the timeline of events, this movie takes place on Saturday the fourteenth through Sunday the fifteenth. Oh, okay. It was actually released on Friday the thirteenth, as they try to do, and as many uh, TV stations and streaming services do now. Uh, when it when a when an actual occurrence of Friday the Thirteenth comes up, they'll air what they're legally allowed to air, or if it's a streaming service, they'll have them all available. Um, filmed over, let's see, well, it doesn't say where. Uh, it was in California, SoCal. Um, yeah, it was in like a studio, a ranch studio, yeah. or something like that. Um, in Saugus, I think, is what I remember yes, reading you're correct. in the credits. Um, through January and February, um, and some scenes were. Uh, cut because you could see their breath and they were trying to like even in SoCal like out out towards the ranches it gets cold at night where what time of year was this supposed to be though well, I'm guessing like summer summer-ish because it was everything is still green so yeah, I'm assuming it would not get cold enough to Debbie had on a Saugus is not far from desert and so I it doesn't surprise me there that the temperature dropped and Debbie had on a swimsuit so it's, you're supposed to think it's summertime-ish well I mean look Shelly brought a wetsuit for obvious reasons because it was fucking cold <laughs> in the lake well people in California that don't. went out seven feet before you run into the wall <laughs> people in California associate water with cold because all your water is cold out there yeah you know i don't know if you know this but the pacific ocean it's cold it's a stupid ocean yeah um, was this johnny utah moment <laughs> <laughs> he brought shelly shelly bringing shelly bringing his uh, wetsuit was his johnny utah moment <laughs> <laughs> none of the characters say the name jason well, why would they? They don't know who they he is. Exactly. He's just some lunatic who looks really deformed. Body count is well. They don't make fun of him for it. Well, because you know what? They're good people. Look, they're I would. People. I would make fun of him because he's going to try to kill me. You're a bad person. I'm sorry. Um, body count is twelve. Um, several uh, of the scenes mirrored kills or scenes from the first movie, like the knife in the chest. Knife in the chest. Kevin Bacon's hog. <laughs> 
Okay. Not pictured. The, I forgot about this. The hockey mask. Okay. It's like so many things in music and cinema. It was not a mistake, but just an afterthought. Okay. Um, they needed a mask. And there was a production assistant who was a hockey player. And he had a goalie mask in his bag. And That's was, cool. Try this. There was one bit of something that I, I had read that said that it was it was initially modeled after or was used for like mid-50s Detroit Red Wings goalie, uh, I think, or something along Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the most notable bit of trivia about this movie is this is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. We're going to have a special guest very shortly uh, that will reflect, hopefully, some of these thoughts and uh, more even out this argument between Nathan and myself. <laughs> So, Nathan, if you had a magic wand, oh god, god damn it, look, <laughs> spare me your tirade. No, what no, is, no. What is uh, legit? We already talked about that one. <laughs> we already, I already said everything that I had for that one. It was the fact that everything that was described on the Blu-ray was incorrect. So you would They're change. not camp counselors. <laughs> That's it's your magic not wand. A cat, it's not okay. a cat and cow. A cat and a cat and cows. It's not a cat and mouse. Um, there's no tension. I think that if the victims <laughs> didn't realize they could leave, those are, and they knew that Jason was there, that added tension and their fear. I think would, re- but those, would elevate the tension of the overall film. Those aren't That's changes. What I would, those aren't changes. Those are complaints. Those are changes I would make. <laughs> okay, asshole. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's traditional for the horror film, but it really felt like it took a long time to get going, and there weren't as many kills for the first 30 to 45 minutes. Outside of the shop owners, yeah, yeah. where the guy it's still, pets so, the rabbit almost pornographically. Yeah, and then eats the donuts and opens it, up the peanuts and eats that's those. showcasing. That's that's piss poor. Uh, that's uh, well, we need 95 minutes. Yeah. Let's stretch it out. This movie still straddled. Not perfectly, but this is the movie that, in my opinion, most straddles, at least in a mainstream sense, Mm -hmm. most straddles the Halloween original Friday the 13th sort of what's going on, trying to ramp up the suspense, and then it gets into the where where Halloween where Halloween does it in the last kill yeah. And this movie was starting to pull its left foot out of the suspense because it does the suspense piss poor. It's. You the have music have... is way overplayed. But it, again, it's pro Obvi- wrestling for obvious. It's on purpose. Yes. Yeah. So in that regard, I don't. I don't. Look, man. If I'm trying to watch a legit horror movie from this sort of era, like you're gonna pull a Carpenter film that at least has more. I'm gonna story. I'm gonna pull Halloween. Yeah. Or I'm gonna pull Chainsaw. Like I'm gonna pull some shit that's like not. On the surface, funny. Right. This is funny. Yeah. It's supposed this is, to be funny. This is popcorn. Yeah. Very much popcorn. This is Bugs Bunny, but yeah. ah, they, woo, wow, the MPAA my, really didn't pay attention there. Yeah. The, my only frustrating part was, we'd mentioned before, it, the narrative is so thin you can see right through it. Who would you recast as the lead? <laughs> Who's uh, the, A, who is the lead? If you had to recast the lead, who would you pick? I had, nope, I can't do it. I have something for our next next movie. I Ooh, don't okay. have anything for okay. this one. I really couldn't because, in all honesty, there's really no lead outside of Jason. Jason is who Jason is. He's who would you a, cast as a shark in Jaws? Um, Hammerhead. I said Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Jason. Yeah, <laughs> just because. Who else? Why? Excuse me. Can I ask you a few questions? <laughs> Axe, but it would be axe. And then an axe would fly out of his ass. 
Jesus. Okay. That's great. No, there's there's no I mean, it just it's no. There's no way to No, I can't recast this because I don't know who these people are and those that I do know I don't care about before they die. Correct. And you're not supposed to. So. Um I know what your answer is going to be, you fuck. <laughs> Does it still hold up? Uh, I cannot honestly answer this question since this was the first time viewing. However, all of the carnage and slaughter seems to be on par and holds up relatively well for a film released in 1982. The blood isn't too red, nothing is too extreme, and even the two big, uh, big-time big effects kill shots hold up pretty well. I like the 3D... You know, I like the 3D harpoon right into the camera. I like the eyeball creativity of their choosing to do that. That's what holds up for What me. I don't like is being able to see the fishing line of the snake that pops out of, like, the rabbit that cage. Was, that, that was bad. That was just, man, that looks horrible. Even when they're bad, practical effects for me are still good and they still hold up. Right. Um as far as if you just want to make it, like, did you ever go camping? Did, were you into scouts or anything? Not much, no. Did you ever go, like, with friends, like a friend and his dad or anything, and, like, do, like, campfire stories? Well, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't I like. Didn't. I don't really like talking about that. <laughs> uh, for, like, a campfire sort of boogeyman mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And then the gross-out factor of the of the kills and the effects. Yeah, it absolutely still holds up. Does it, in the in the realm of what scares... Okay, so the first time I saw this, I was probably, I came to horror movies kind of late. Mm-hmm. I was probably okay. sixteen or seventeen because I was. I came pu- to horrors really late, forty two, forty three. Like, <laughs> I was a wait. Pus- I was a pussy kid. I was in my thirties, dick. Whereas our special guest uh, grew up a little bit younger on horror. I came to it later. I was a pussy when I was a kid. I would have nightmares. And no, I know, I know. That's the, you and I are kind of cut from the same cloth. I'm holding up three hands because <laughs> put that thing back. I'm like trip. Oh, sorry, I wasn't even. <laughs> is Kevin about Bacon it like here? <laughs> yes, our Kevin special, Bacon can attest. Our special guest. I was is a Kevin giant Bacon's pussy. <laughs> Whereas Kevin Bacon is a giant penis. <laughs> no, um, let's compare. I uh, I was kind of led to believe I might have nightmares, so I didn't come come to ho- come to horror as a uh, shut up. As, uh... <laughs> I had nightmares about Freddy Krueger, and I'd never seen any of his movies. Same until I was probably I in my late teens or twenties. Part of that was because you and I were conditioned to think. We well, were. and there's also this thing called commercials. Yeah, no, they were for effective. movies. They were effective. Yeah, um, it's not as serious as like. Uh... I see. I don't consider Silence of the Lambs to be horror. It has horror elements, absolutely. But it's, it's like it. But it's like based other on things you talked about. It's horrific. But it's based on real shit. Yes, like this serial is, killer stuff. This is this is Bugs Bunny and 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 Daffy Duck killing run, each other, run amok. Yeah, it's, yeah. Do you have a similar or equal film you would recommend? The only one I have listed here is Scream. The only reason why is okay. because it's you know it's directed by Wes Craven, who did Twelve Years Prior, did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It was the logical answer to the previous 15 or so years of horror films that transcended the genre. Two years later was Nightmare. Actually, one year later was I said 96. Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 84. Butthole. Shut up. (laughs) It transcended the genre while making fun of the formulaic tropes. And that's why I would recommend Scream. Do you know what movie you would like? You might like? What? Um, 
you have to at least have seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah. Wes Craven's new Nightmare. I've seen parts of it. I don't think I ever got that pulled is actually, into the whole thing. Because it's kind of meta as it's well. It's very correct? meta. That, That's what I that thought. That is, uh, I hate to say my favorite Nightmare. Of the uh, but Craven it is. Nightmare it movies. is. But it's only my favorite based on the franchise that happened before. So you have to at least have seen the first one. My God, I love that movie. Because it's, it's, it's just like Scream. It takes the piss out of the genre and and does that. It does like it. the first one is creepy in its own way. Pioneering. There are also a lot of things that just kind of don't hold up to in some ways. Or they don't age well. Correct. And... But it's very, it's still very effective. It is, and it's scary. It's a boogeyman story, absolutely. And it became like the I first... find it scarier than I would find Friday because Friday, like you said, is very cartoonish in Correct. its kills. Yeah, and you're, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> Outside of Halloween, and then the Halloween we're about to talk about after this, <laughs> this poor part, this this portion is uh, they're they're completely different types of films. I'm too. not going to recommend you watch. A similar or equal film. I'm going to recommend you watch Camp Crystal Lake Memories. The seven-hour documentary? It's ten hours, actually. It's ten episodes. Good God. It's amazing. Well, there's ten movies. They go through ten movies. And you can skip around to your favorite one. It's a um, lot of sh- stuff, too. But it's it's so much info, absorb. and it gives you... Like, if you're a person that likes... Like, I appreciate... Like, okay, so if you look at it... If you look at Friday the 13th Part 3 through just, just like you are, Nathan, through a, a movie person's eyes, it is a garbage piece of shit movie it's not there's no redeeming characters there's no character arc nobody learns anything about themselves there's no message there's no but thing. the it's other not... fun thing though when you're looking at it is that you also take fun in the craft of how they came across to go these are these, how we're going to kill these people these people had on screen fun. this way these yes. people had f- i mean they went through some bullshit there are a few it, death scenes that are a little lame but but the 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 actors and the production staff and the director they all went through like they had some harrow not say harrowing but it was cold and they had some some shitty weather and working late shifts and early shifts and all that that but happens they, with every absolutely yeah. they had fun making this movie like this was I hate to say pro wrestling again, but it was just the production of it. There's some really fun shots in this movie, mm-hmm. like you, especially the effect shots, because, um, yeah, the head squeeze in the eye. I had we, a feeling that was what was going to happen without knowing that sure. was going to happen. Well, I mean, again, well, this, I know this a little bit. Movie. A little bit of it is believe, you know, not believable, but you can kind of predict where it's kind going. Of based in real physics. I yeah. tried not to, oh, I wonder what I'm going to see before I actually watch it. I don't do that. I don't try to find out what's going to happen before I see something. But I was wondering once his hands went like this going, he's going to crush his head. I wonder what's going to happen with that. I didn't know that it was going to be the... From just watching a Practical Effects how to mm-hmm. or what you can do with practical effects i guess kind of thing it's fun that way the dude that uh <laughs> the dude that played jason was oh, there's a lot of casting that you could have are you telling me at this point in the franchise you couldn't have pulled some better actors what did i say uh <laughs> you could have worked Other than with some, jason some unneeded early 80s 3d and a semi-conscious plot <laughs> <laughs> movies like this were pioneers in the genre at the time they're they're old hat now 
But they set the tone for the plot now. Like this plot is made fun of now. This, oh, this sort of because but in 1983 this was hot shit, man. This is where you took Mary Ellen Rottencrotch. Yes, let me rephrase. Full metal that. jacket. This is the kind of movie where you took Mary Ellen Moffat right before she broke your heart. Buy her some popcorn and turned her in. and you turned her inside out. Is that what you're going to say? Jesus, Nathan. Oh. This movie, this movie, as well as the sex in this movie, are dumb. It isn't sexy in any way. It isn't practical in any way. The sex is in the hammock. No. <laughs> was it just um, you? Was it you or was it me? And then Andy's like, "It was me." Guess what? You're getting I'm gonna go your take nuts sh- are getting split in half along with half of your body and after I'm, you say that. I'm gonna go take a shower and not wash my I'm, butt. <laughs> I'm gonna we'll walk get at you a beer. We'll walking on my hands. <laughs> so down the hallway. So glad he died. I hate that fucking guy. But this movie and Jason in, at large, in general. Hashtag Andy needed to die. Andy needed to die. This movie sort of was the approval stamp for what happened for the duration of the 80s in slasher horror. Yes. And kind of informed how most of us at least see it. Like I'm, I, I, like I said, I'm not an aficionado. I like what I like. I don't like super realistic horror shit, and I don't like the... Torture porn. I don't like torture porn either. I'll tell you one thing. This was probably a like someone like opening the gate to some someone else like ten years ahead of its time. Going, I kind of like this torture porn. Let's see what else we can do. I am at best disinterested in these kinds of movies personally. <laughs> I, I'm rarely inspired by slash stab or cut by number horror films. It's just sure. It's just how I am. Uh, coming at this with a critical eye, the film is pretty bad. <laughs> it's a thinly written, written narrative constructed around a dozen kills. Uh, the acting is passable at best, where I'm sure the director focused on the 3D elements of the film over his actors. When I have, <clears throat> when I have that critical eye removed by Jason crushing my skull and popping my eye out, <laughs> that critical eye is gone. It's just a fun junk food slasher movie that feels like it created a blueprint formula that every other horror film has followed throughout at least the remaining decade. I don't dislike the movie. It's just, mm, I'm I'm indifferent to it. Sure. But removing that, I'm like, okay, I could see exactly where they were going with this. And it kind of just set the tone for the rest of the eighties for these types of films. Absolutely. Do you like Jaws three? It stinks. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, Just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Do I need a reason? 
I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, season of the witch, the night no one comes home. Thanks for letting me know how you take notes. Oh. What you just heard there was the tail end of Nathan being a dick to me. (laughs) JC, it's not Jesus Christ, it's John Carpenter apparently. Well, it depends on who you ask, but... (laughs) Um, I really feel like... um, you and I might have a knife fight by the end of this episode. I don't think so. I think I will not say as many horrible things as you think I would. Uh, let's get this out in the open right now. Please don't. Pull out your knives. <laughs> let's fight. Knives. No. Uh, yeah, you have more than one, I would imagine. I think it's the word is knives. No, knives. Knives. Okay. Knives. Uh, <laughs> I think this film would have done significantly better if it hadn't been labeled as a Halloween film like you like you mentioned before. What's that picture you took that you had your hand over? There, I fixed Halloween. it. Halloween. There, I fixed it. It's just called Season of the Witch. Because his idea was, hey, every year let's just do a screwed up horror movie. Like the Twilight Zone. Thematic, yeah. Thematically for Halloween. Just do whatever you want. And... People are too fucking stupid to think that that could be cool. The producer said, um, I don't think so. Where's Michael Myers? Well, he's on the TV in a cameo in a universe that contains a movie that is the movie that I made. We don't get it. Carpenter's score in this film is simple yet atmospherically, like, like it works. It's really, you don't get outside of the for about two seconds yeah. in the... The commercial, the immortal classic, Halloween. <laughs> I think that's the director's voice doing all the voiceover uh, TV commercial stuff. And I may have it later. Tommy, in my Lee, notes. Uh, yeah, Tommy Wallace. Lee Wallace. Yeah. The immortal. <laughs> Within four years, it's or five years, it's the immortal classic. But it works. There, it's it's creepy. I'm not trying to go into what doesn't work straight off, but this is what doesn't work for a lot of people. Uh huh. There are three things that aren't in this movie. Michael Myers, uh, number one. Well, for me, obviously. it would be the first thing that there aren't are seasons. The second thing there aren't are witches. And well, the, third the witch thing, face. And the third That's thing, the only witch is a mask. Yeah. And the third thing there isn't any of is Michael Myers. That's what doesn't work for most people. Okay. There actually are witches in it. Again, spoilers. If are you they druids or they're, they're sure. some type yeah. of you know what they something are? they have witchcraft? You know what they, they are? S- they are what Nigel Tufnell called in um, Spinal Tap. They are the little children of Stonehenge. Stonehenge? I know how they danced. The little children of Stonehenge. Yeah, they're druids. They're Wiccans. They're earth people. They're evil, but... Oh, uh, y- you think? The boss in Robocop? Yeah. Yeah. He's like the he's the guy above Ronnie Cox in uh, RoboCop. Correct. I, I thought his face seemed familiar. Yeah. Um, now I know. Yeah, this was 
what John Carpenter wanted to be, which was a really cool, in my opinion, sustainable idea. I would think it would have been a, uh, sustainable. It's like you said, like a Twilight Zone. Every year, let's do some effed up Halloween scary movie. Let's make it 80 to 90 minutes. In and the just, universe of this. Here's your dollar amount. Just go for it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Either it God, makes dude, a, think you about, would think it would make more money than what it costs. Think about what you could have done with it. And the, f- it, we're throwing the format out on this one. We're, obviously, we're already in a weird little gray <laughs> water. But you could have had Sean S. Cunningham from the Friday the 13th series yeah. do one. You could have had Wes Craven do one. You could have had Tobey Hooper do one. And those are just three big guys on the top of the iceberg. Yeah. And you could have had God knows who else. If it went on further, you could have had Tarantino do one, Eli Roth. If it was still in existence, absolutely. It, it did Rob Zombie. Even in the 90s. Yeah, you could have had Rob Zombie do one. It would have been garbage, but you could have had Rob Zombie do one. It may have been amazing. People that, like to piss their, to... people that like to piss their money away gave Rob Zombie money to see his movies. So, you know, what the <laughs> f*** do I know? That's the main problem people had with it, is there wasn't a continuation of the Michael Myers story. And I was one of those people. I rented this. We talked in the in the prior half of this episode. Did it bother I, you the first time you saw it? When oh, you're dude, like, I where's was, Michael Myers? I was madder than a wet cat. I because I came, like I said, I came to. You said that. I came you to my Michael Myers in a Halloween movie. I came to horror <laughs> in my in my mid late teens, and I I got into Halloween, and I got it. I, Halloween two is great, and I was like, Halloween three, season of the witch, great. What's gonna happen here? And I watched. He's gonna it. murder a bunch of witches. I watched it like someone might watch a car crash in slow motion. When you're waiting for the payoff, and you're like, "Wait, so Michael Myers is gonna he's gonna show up at the he's gonna show up at the end, right? He's gonna be it now. Yeah, he's now, gonna, I'm now. Uh, no. I, okay, but he's the guy. Uh, wait, he's he's the trailer for Halloween is on TV. He's wait, dude, I was mad because I didn't get it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't, I didn't understand what they were going for. Apparently, the executive producer was just like, "I didn't agree with it. I didn't think they should have done it, but I cashed a." Big old check being the EP <laughs> on this film. Basically, you had no creative input, but you'll take money back out after you put money in. Pretty much. A lot of EPs are, they provide a little bit of guidance, but they're really a money man. Every once in a while, they'll provide additional creative sure, assistance and guidance, but it's it's more of, I believe in you, go do your thing, here's a check, I want my money back. You know? <laughs> That's what I the said end. the first time I saw this movie. <laughs> I want my money back. I want my $1.99 back for renting this. <laughs> I figured you got it from the library. <laughs> um, any number of people from back home listening to this, uh, not sure where you rented it from, but I rented it from Dave's Video and Tanning. Just to, uh, clock. Did you get a tanning credit? Just to, no, <laughs> no. They also sold mattresses, mm. uh, used or brand. Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I did not I think. Maybe both. ask any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the plot of this movie is where it gets dicey because um, the plot is doesn't it doesn't have one. It's stupid. I mean, it, it has more of a pl- it has more of a plot and a story than Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, it does, but it's it pretty much. I'm a doctor and I'm a drunkard and I I have an ex wife and two kids who chose shitty masks over the shitty masks that I have in my paper sacks when I brought them home, 
and then I'm really curious about this guy who hey, died. You know what, kids? This uh, liquor store had these masks for half off. I got you these. I got these masks. I got a free pint this, out of it. This is uh, an Evan Williams mask, and this is um, Jim Beam mask. <laughs> Evan you. Williams mask. That's an anti. And your brother cousin got an Anheuser Busch mask. There's you guys. I gotta sleep. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I had to do a bowel resection today. I've been on call all day drinking beers. <laughs> you guys, do you know what it's like to be a doctor? You have to sit and play cards and canasta with your buddy Ralph all day. It Just sucks. Cigarettes and Anheuser beer. <laughs> Is your mom home? I gotta take a nap. <laughs> Hey, a robot. I, um, um, every time I watch this movie, I really, I, I want to kill everyone. <laughs> I want to kill everyone. Thanks for stopping by, kids. See you next week. <laughs> and thus quickly ended the six-pack double feature. I want to kill everyone when I hear that god-awful Silver Shamrock commercial <laughs> jingle. So I will tell you this. London Bridge, I want to, I hate it. I hated it before. I really hate it. Sped up, what, one, it's like one and a half times speed or something. Yeah. God. Did you do trivia on this? You, you yes. Said, okay. Oh yeah. I sent you I said, "Hey, if you uh plan on if you want to plan on killing yourself, go <laughs> ahead and watch this 10 and a half hour uh clip of a loop <laughs> of the Silver Shamrock commercial." I was going to use that for the opening credits for this that episode. That would have been funny. It would have been. Dude, I, that's what makes uh, that's what makes this film grating. Grading and makes me not want to revisit it is that commercial because Same. it's played fourteen times in the movie. Is that a, is you fourteen? That, are you pulling that out of your ass? No, you no, no, no. I had it. I pulled that from trivia. It was fourteen times. Fuck you really? Yes. Wow. Fuck you too. Thanks for introducing <laughs> me to this movie and the fourteen fucking times I had to fucking listen to it. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Frog. I think that it's weird that as big as their operation was, that that they were only selling a total of three masks and that everyone was supposed to buy them or have them by like Halloween. I have that too. Like you're the biggest mask distributor in the country. I'm the biggest guy. I'm gonna be here two days before Halloween to go my sales, and he won't. He won't fulfill any of my next year's orders. I can't understand why. Well, because he's going to kill, gonna you kill with everyone. Snakes and rats and spiders and, and yeah, and insects and stuff. Any company pushing out masks that late in Halloween season is poor in business planning. <laughs> well, my point, I guess it's a little bit grander than what you said. You're the biggest Halloween <laughs> mask manufacturer in the country, and you offer three different models: pumpkin, yeah. a witch, and, and a, a skeleton. Skull. Yeah, the skull is the skull. best one. Yeah. Pumpkin is creepy, which is just pumpkin is kind of creepy, and pumpkin is a harken to. Like, I feel like had this had this idea taken off, the pumpkin would have been sort of. Did you ever see? Um, did you ever see Creep Show? No, Creep that's Show the two? one I saw you post. That's one. Was this the one with Ed Harris? Yes, the, the first one or two, second one. The first right. one. The first okay. one's the good one. The second one is shit. Um, it was like George Romero and Stephen King and, they did and this, all of them they, they got together. This, they right? did the second one too. Yeah. Okay. The first one is the best. Much better. Okay. Um, but in each. It's an anthology movie, kind of like Tales from the Crypt. And in each subsequent story, there is an ashtray. Okay. It's a marble ashtray. And it's it's not necessarily a focal point. Is it what just links all of the stories together, I guess? It's not even not even not even that. It's just it's in every it's in every story. 
And I feel like had this idea taken off, the pumpkin would have been in some way a thing. Well, because it's Halloween. It just and it, the, the pumpkin is a staple of Halloween. But I feel like the pumpkin or the pumpkin mask or a pumpkin tattoo or, you know, somebody gets killed with a pumpkin. Any kind of the pumpkin would have been a thing that linked yeah in a terse sense would have linked all the all the movies and stories together but the witch is the lamest mask ironically i do uh, a good friend of mine uh uh jamie that did our t-shirts mm-hmm. jamie noggle his wife did some really cool pins um and one of them is the witch's head and i have it on one of my hats i don't want to geek out but when i watched this film i realized that this was the fourth movie where we've watched a movie where Dean Cundy was the DP. I saw that, and I immediately went, Dean Cundy? Yeah, because he was the man for early Carpenter films up to, uh, I think... Well, he did... Uh... He did Big Trouble, Roadhouse, and The Thing. We've reviewed all of those now. And so now Halloween 3, so that's 4, he reaches Gina Davis status by by the time we hit Back to the Future. Did he also not do They Live? Uh, no, okay. he changed DPs by then. I don't know why or if Cundy went in a different direction with a different gotcha. group of directors. I'm not sure. No, I noticed that too, 88, though. I think 88 or 89, he was deep involved with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He did several films mm-hmm. with uh, Zemeckis. Uh, Zemeckis. So. Okay. This movie's so queer, man, in that it, it's... It, yeah. and it's not, like a, It's, like it's a, a legitimate definition of queer, which... Is not what odd. you think we mean. It's no. odd. It's I'm bringing peculiar. the word queer back. I'm I'm giving the word queer. Travis, um, bringing the word queer back. I'm trying to. It's just odd because it's got like a this half-assed detective vibe to it. Uh huh. I I have notes on that later that we can discuss. It's just like he's a doctor that wants to be a PI, almost. <laughs> you know, and he's bad at both Do- jobs. <laughs> Doctor Dan. Who drinks on the side, hoping he doesn't have to operate on so I swear this is, I'm a part-time drinker and a full-time doctor. Right. That's, uh, that looks like a, that's a compound fracture. We're going to need to amputate. Yeah, that's what I put down here. It's so funny that this doctor is acting like a private investigator and asking his medical examiner, examiner like that one, examiner, examiner friend, examiner. Uh, to, to research on Connell Cochran. I'm like, hey. I don't work for you. <laughs> yeah. I cut apart dead bodies, and all I have is a. every time you've shot me, you've seen a tray full of, like, sprockets and springs that's and all, shit. That's all she does in the movie. Is she? Have you noticed that? Yeah, she just kind of... She's, she's it's her bare hand, mind you. This is evidence, you would think. <laughs> and this is a car that exploded, and all she can find are just car parts. Just car parts. Now, I understand that later on down the road, spoiler, they're androids... They're robots, you know? But she, yeah, she sits the, the entire movie. She does nothing but sit in that chair and sift through that Petri dish. And hope that Dan shows up someday coming back to and bed takes her, her down. Out. Yeah. You could tell there was some type of history there. I don't know how there was a history to begin with. He must have Kevin Bacon's dick. Uh, Yeah, that's very possible. When that guy just douses himself with gasoline in the car and sets himself on fire, that shit is disturbing. Yeah. Because he's just so matter-of-fact. Yeah. He doesn't care. Just on fire. Car explodes. Which they pull They pull some stuff from the original Halloween. Well, from Halloween 2. A lot of people love Halloween 2 as much as they love Halloween because it takes place concurrently with the original film. And it takes place a lot, largely. Um, but only the- Halloween 3 had Zelensky's auto parts. <laughs> Coming down to Zelensky, the auto parts king. king. This is the guy trying to kill all the children in the country with Halloween masks. 
And all you can say is, mm, him seem like a nice guy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, unless um, you talk to Cochran, I don't know about that guy. He, the, the at least that part of it, it tries to pull that part of Halloween too out of the hospital element. Okay, as well as the pumpkin, yes. the imagery, but it pulls the because you're supposed to feel safe in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And this dude comes in, and he just do with some going into one of my uh, two favorite kills. Dude, he sticks his fingers into that guy's eyes and then breaks the bridge of his nose. Like yeah, upwards. like I don't know anybody who's got that type of strength who can break a human skull. That's well, or whatever was he said. Get, well, me Jason, used, get me Jason Voorhees. I think uh, Friday the 13th is in the theater three, three blocks down. Do you want to go watch it? Because <laughs> these both came out the same year. Did That's they really? The, yeah, 82. Most I, people were watching E.T., though. They were. <laughs> and shunning the thing. <laughs> I, I both love and I feel, I feel bad for Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh-huh. Because he was basically given a sequel in a successful franchise. Uh-huh. And then he was... Given the reins of director, but he was given a playbook which to follow. Yeah, and they said, hey, guess what? Go ahead and ride that bike down the street. Okay, and then John Carpenter said, I'm going to stick a stick in spokes. <laughs> because just, that's pretty much what happened with I, Halloween 3. I just got f***ed, so I'm going to f*** you, Tommy Lee Wallace. <laughs> I'm f***ing all my franchises and all my movies this year. Right. Dude, seriously, after 20 years, I I, I really like this movie. It's creepy. It's kind of, that. it's got that atmospheric the hell is going on yeah, what the hell? Does, yeah, that's what it, it is does You're have just... a weird detective story i think the problem is is the fact that it's the doctor who thinks that he needs to investigate and go i'm gonna call my wife tell her that i'm gonna be gone at some conference what con- what what hotel are you at i, I don't i don't remember the hotel and then he grabs the six pack of high life that's sitting <laughs> on top of the uh of the phone booth and then hops in the buick in, in the Buick and takes off with uh, Holly or whatever, Ellie or whatever her name is. That's Ellie. the reason why we're drinking High Life Ask for me. this episode. Towards the end when he's calling his, his his ex-wife to tell the kids to take their masks off, doesn't she say that? Are you on a bender? <laughs> yeah, she right? Well, because why wouldn't she? she well, he's, he's like three drinks away from on the wagon. Like big time. He's John McClane and Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been drinking? Not since this morning. Well, it depends. Not since I sat that kid's broken arm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has a very John Carpenter feel because, um, well, Carpenter was the executive producer on this, which is kind of goes back to what I said. He kind of just handed off his playbook and said, use, use Dean Cundy. Okay. Use this music. Mine. M- music. Mine and... Did, was it his music or did yeah, he... Yeah, it was him and Alan Hogarth or... Okay. Whatever I can uh, I may be saying his name wrong, and if so, I apologize. But uh, it's the guy that he's kind of collaborated with in most of the '80s. Okay, pretty much. This is the the synth chord I'm going to play. Can you play one that's very similar? Yeah. Okay, I got it, John. Thanks, you got John. It. So the director, the, you've got the, you've got the director approximating John Carpenter, and you've yeah. got the music guy approximating John Carpenter. Right. The only thing that would have made this movie good, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Well. He, in our in, uh, look in this he house, he was in British Columbia with Kurt Russell. In this house, we serve John Carpenter. <laughs> in this studio, John Carpenter is king. It's strange that Doctor Dan appears to be a player. <laughs> Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan. I can only assume that he's divorced. I didn't realize that at first. Then I realized the more scenes I see him, and he didn't have a ring on, and that's the normal thing of he's got a he's got a ring he's probably married if he doesn't have a ring he's not married but it's just it's like he, he plays into his ex-wife being awfully cold 
when he arrives home with those crappy Halloween masks that we talked about that were probably giveaways at the liquor store. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that he sleeps that quickly with the shop owner's daughter, though, while checking out Silver Shamrock's uh, factory, though. It's just he's no. not the player type. I've obtained uh, in a first for a podcast. Yes. I've obtained an um, interview with Tom Atkins. God, I wish. No, okay. No, but I've obtained an original um, sort of character diamond. Okay. is what they call it from the script. Uh, and it's uh, it reads as follows. <clears throat> Our hero, if a pile of clothes was found in a puddle of mud behind a liquor store, and in the pockets you found some pork rinds, three cigarettes, and a flask of scotch. Get me that man, for that is the man I want to play my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of interesting because I put here, what doesn't work? Dr. Dan hooking up with Ellie. The Ellie android scene after she's decapitated drags on a little bit too long after her head is gone. But what Cochran's plan on, what's Cochran's plan on November 1st? Yeah, I have a hard time believing that outside of killing all of the children, the resulting effect would have killed the remaining family members in the household. Um, Tom Atkins as the lead protagonist. Dr. Dan looks like he has chronic bad breath. <laughs> Dr. Dan feels like he's three drinks away from a bender and leaving town, and it never goes anywhere. I don't really see him being the type of player that he presents on screen. He's not bad in the film. It's just oddly miscast. His performance is fine. He just doesn't seem like, hey, guess what? I'm going to sleep with all of these have you ever Have you ever seen... In a TV show where they're depicting a play or a movie and the actor is three lines, one or one to three lines ahead in the script. Right. That's how he feels in this. Yeah. Where he's like, there's or a dancer, a dancer. Like there's something not right. I'm reading yeah. the. He's off by a, he's a beat off. <laughs> Dr. Dan is a beat off. <laughs> <laughs> a beat off what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It just, he felt, the biggest thing was he felt like he was oddly miscast. Like you said, he's off like a beat, like in the wrong direction. Yeah. And that he looks like he has chronic could, bad breath. That could be a lot of things. It probably smells like well, the bad breath. Life. The bad breath is attributed to the probably not brushing his teeth for seven or eight days. But <laughs> the feeling that he's gingivitis. Being a beat off is, um, <laughs> could be attributed to a number of things. Poor directing, poor editing. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon probably showed up and he he said, Whoa. "I'm definitely not a poor bee." Oh my! Um, so I, I've noticed as we as we've done this, you tend to notice things more in the sense of logical. Well, yes, but casting. No, I uh, casting editing or how how it plays, and I right. kind of I pick at the story. Because okay. what doesn't work for me is the convoluted Stonehenge thing. That's the dumbest f***ing thing I've ever heard in my life. That's where I put down. Uh, that's where I put down. If you could make, if you could make one change to the film, what would it be? I don't know. I would include how in the hell these guys stole, removed, and shipped <laughs> the giant rock from Stonehenge to somewhere north of San Francisco. I mean, it's an interesting. Why not set your point? Factor? Why not make your story happen in Ireland then? Well, you know, or why? at least because New York. At least it's just across the Atlantic. It's closer, yeah. They sure. have now. What they have to do is they have to port it somewhere on the coast <laughs> and load it into a truck and drive it three thousand miles across the fucking country. 
there there could have been any number of other reasons to use the masks. You don't have to pull you don't, like the Stonehenge bit is stupid. You could have just imbued it with some. You could have imbued the masks with some sort of slut magic, as Monty called it. But you know, you could have. Imbued, Ellie had slut magic. You could have. Yeah. Well, like, do you think she was an android the entire time? No. You sure? Well, when did they replace her? When they took captive of her? We'll get to that. Okay. Um, she was an android the entire time. Okay. But, well, that's um, good because that, I have one other note regarding that, but I'll let you finish first. We're going to probably get some insight on this from our special guest in a bit, but you could remove the Stonehenge bit and just had them sort of like psychically imbue any sort of MacGuffin way to imbue the masks. I it could have been any type of witchcraft. It didn't necessarily I, have to involve a look, tiny... I got a dictionary for Christmas, and I looked up the word imbue, and I'm going to use that word today. No, you. it could have been any number. Like you said, you didn't have to put a little piece of Stonehenge into the back of the mask. That's Well, apparently you did, or it wasn't going to work. You could have made them like some sort of... These, these little, films haven't gone... These masks haven't gone through final processing, which ooh, apparently... What's the, what's the final processing apparently, process? Woo, apparently there see. was a door that said final processing. But you can't... You're not allowed to go back there. No. But... They could have made. The, they could have turned the kids into some unholy army of the night. They could have turned the kids into ah, Republicans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Terror. Well, that's not very nice. That's not very fun either. No, like, you could have made the kids into any. Why just kill them? Like, what's the what? What? Yeah, they're sacrifice. The only thing I saw it is that they were sacrifices. It's a sacrifice. Yeah, but Which, I there comes the witch part. So. Look, I mean, when I. When I looked at it, I was just like, "Yeah, I don't know if that works." In all honesty, because uh, pacing feels a little slow for ninety-eight minutes, but I'm not convinced that an entire nation of children would sit down at nine o'clock on Halloween night to watch the big giveaway. What's the big giveaway? I well, you don't uh, the the die. <laughs> Apparently, it's well, gripping. You get, it's you get insects and snakes coming out of your eye sockets. That's what it is, apparently. Pretty sure many of the parents would have objected to that, so my thought is that only pockets throughout the country would have been affected, especially if you take into consideration that two of the three major networks pulled the commercial before the end of the film. Also, time zones. Yeah. The big giveaway happens at 9, right? So at 6 o'clock, people are still trick-or-treating on the West Coast. Oh, but it's midnight at... It's, yeah, it's, I'm trying to think. Is yeah. it nine o'clock? Where is it at nine o'clock? You're right. That's good. That is, it, is a good loophole of. Oh shit! We really didn't think stupid, about this. Stupid fuckery. Yeah. So wait, you're going to tell me? And this is 1982. There's not social media to immediately start marking himself safe from the great Halloween pumpkin mask snake being born out of my child's head debacle of 1982. Epidemic. Epidemic. <laughs> Let's end it with epidemic <laughs> or pandemic. But at some point, you got to think somebody's going to call somebody and some shit's going to be known. And I'm going to pause real quick. I'm looking through this pop filter and it makes it look like I'm looking through a fly's eye. And I feel kind of like Seth Brundle. A Brundle fly? I feel Can, like an insect politician. Do you have a shotgun in this house? I don't because I know oh, what happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, is it? So the movie takes place in California, right? NorCal. So by nine o'clock it's midnight over on the East Coast. Coast. So either it's fucking bedlam in New York City and Pennsylvania and Ohio. Either that or 
Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that I really didn't think about. See, the these time are the kind of things thing. shitty movies don't want you to think about. <laughs> the just time want you zone to... thing, because he was so focused on nine o'clock on the West Coast that they were already three hours ahead on the East Coast. Things should have been shit in the bed quite a bit by then. I mean, you talk about Escape from New York. Yeah, they were already building the wall around the entire Statue of Liberty. Well, not anymore. Oh, <laughs> they reopened the government. <laughs> For those know. listening to this, I hope you're concerned about the partial government shutdown. Asterisk, Travis, hey, you are drunk while you're saying this, but you're sober listening to it. Edit that out. Narrator, he was drunk both times. What's your, uh, do you have a favorite scene? Uh, well, I have a favorite kill. I have a favorite kill as well. We'll do the favorite kill and then we'll go into the favorite scene. Okay. I have, um, let's make sure I've got all my uh, what doesn't work done. I, I mentioned one of my favorite kills earlier, uh, and one of my favorite kills, they're both equal, but the, the first was the, 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 the robot, which we don't know he's a robot at the time, but he goes into the hospital at the beginning, and he sticks his fingers into the guy's eyes and then pulls up on the bridge of his nose and breaks it, and they, they show it, and that's, that's, that's pretty graphic. It's kind of, ew. Yeah, that's ew. That's, that's a good kill. Um, but Marge Gutman, when she turns up at the factory with a defective mask and then starts f***ing with it, with a bobby pin at her hotel room at later, her, and then it just it just z- zaps her face. What did they call that? That was a mis. It was, was a, a misfire. misfire. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That's where it why... basically burns her lips off of her face, and all you see is teeth. Yeah, you see uh, Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson to be learned from that uh, is whenever you have a defective product, don't use a bobby pin. No, take it to customer service. That's what I would do. Hire a lawyer and go to customer service. Don't hire a lawyer yourself. Uh, my favorite kill is when the the drunk's beheading by the two androids uh, who rips his head off. That's a good one. That's kind of messed up. I considered that one, too. but I'll be honest with you. He had it coming. Previous standing around talking shit on video camera. Yeah, you know what? I guys don't do that. I was just messing around. Yeah, he knew what was going on. There was a curfew. There was a curfew in town. He knew. I ain't got no disease or nothing. Can I have a pull off of that? <laughs> that might be my favorite line. I have to look. That's a pretty good one. I haven't got no diseases or nothing. Or it was very close to that. If oh, it's not no. the exact, it's not my favorite scene. But go ahead. Uh, but uh, the the android that dies by the slowest moving car that kind of wedges in between another car the is the dumbest thing ever. That's a good. I almost put that one too. Why? Well, like it's the, the death, slowest kill. The deaths in this are different than you yes, get in that's standard true. Like, horror because okay. it's a different kind of horror movie. Okay. I mean, like, Jason will rip a head off and Freddy will hack a dude up and, and Leatherface will do some really good um, low and slow barbecue. Yeah. But, um, no, the deaths in this were good because half of them were, they were either committed by automatons or they were committed on automatons. Okay. And that's why... The, Is that what they're called? Automatons? Well, robot. Just a, uh, you know, badonkadonks. <laughs> Honky tonk automaton. Yeah. <laughs> because the automatons, the robots, right. let's call them robots from now on. Okay. The robots can inflict a massive amount of supernatural force, like ripping a guy's head off. Or, um, I mean, it took them a little effort to do it. Yeah. But it, they, they rip it a guy's head off. It wasn't just super easy. It wasn't just like, I'm done. They rip a guy's head off or they pull a guy's nose up. And then when they get killed, they just mindlessly pour gasoline on themselves or get crunched by a car and they have no reaction. So that's what makes it creepy. I think what's dumb, though, is the fact that how slow that car was moving. Did, would it actually... Yeah, was it in neutral? 
Was it in neutral I mean, and in the wheel chalk? Yeah. No, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, they stupid. move the wheel yeah. chalk that's and dumb. it just slows that's and dumb. it's done. Yeah, see? I told you. It was dumb. <laughs> so what were you asking for? My favorite scene? Did you have one? It's my third favorite kill. Okay. Uh, and as I have it listed here, it's when that bunch of ham-bodied people <laughs> in the Winnebago get mask killed with all the snakes. <laughs> Is that and when they get locked in the room? And yeah, and it's, it's, it's the good payoff as to why the masks are important. Like, you finally find out why they're pounding these masks and why they have this silver coin. And then, like, why Marge Gutman f***ing around with the coin. Right. Why? What, what the hell does that mean? Like, you, you finally figure out, well, you don't figure out why it is what it is, but you figure out that it's like, oh, it's actually supposed to do this. And it's like, they're, they're annoying as f***. So it's, it's fun to watch them die. Yeah. Okay. This was a rare piece, German, made in Munich, 1785. I must try to get a replacement. Ah, Mr. Chalice. Where is Ellie? Mrs. Smith. Ah, sure, I believe she's resting just now. Didn't take it long to get here, Mr. Chalice. Dr. Chalice, I should say. Soon. Halloween morning. Be a very busy day for me. Being a medical man, you should find it quite interesting. Yeah, and it's a druid man. I find this quite fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in witchcraft and wizardry. <laughs> you know what? I need your help here. What's that? What the f*** did we just listen to? Uh, we played a scene where you find out how old those robot androids so are. So was that your favorite scene? Your... That was my favorite scene because uh, you cut out what I said before where I said this is my favorite scene because it sounds dumb when I say that sometimes and go, this is my favorite scene. Then you play the video. <laughs> <laughs> I think it establishes the how long this crap has been going on with them. And I think that's where okay. it's like, that's creepy. Because it was creepy. That because, was I get. I'll give you that. It was creepy. Look, the, the initial, my initial thought, my last kind of thought about the movie that I was writing down on my first impression notes was like, so was Ellie an android the entire time? Because we kind of just barely scratched the surface of that. I'm like, I'm going to say yes because of the joke. The doc, <laughs> the doctor Dan asked while they're in bed, in the neighboring room, you hear yeah. the the. And he gets all pissed off, and and Dan wakes up, and then when Ellie, you know, pretty much mounts him for the third or fourth or seventeenth time because apparently she doesn't care about having sex. She's a robot. She just says she she hops on him for another romp (laughs) in this nasty, seedy like motel room, and and he asks her, "How old are you? Like, how old are you? Should we have any sex? We've only had it." 12 times previously. Now I'm going to ask you how old you are. But then she says she gives a flirty response with relax. I'm older than I look. I think that's the implication that she has been an android the entire time. And she's a plant. Obviously she doesn't understand that the whole ritual of taking a shower and then using a towel normally. <laughs> no. Why doesn't she wash well, her butt? She, well, she doesn't wash her butt. Number well, we don't know if she didn't. This was at the end of it. She grabs a towel and does a little bit of this, and then immediately runs into the hotel room and grabs a blanket, a comforter mm-hmm. yeah. from the hotel bed 
and wraps it around her. Obviously, she does not worry about bed bugs. Getting her bed clothes wet. Right. Well, at least with shower water. That's disgusting. Do you think she gets the bed clothes wet with that lemon pudding that the other robots are filled with? Yes. Like, is that... Apparently, that was orange juice. It looks like orange like juice concentrate, if I were to say it. You have but to concentrate it, pretty a, fucking hard to make orange juice look like that. <laughs> Jesus. They said it was orange juice in the trivia. Okay. That wasn't necessarily one that I wrote down. Do you have any down. trivia? I do have some trivia. Lay it on me, man. Uh, but the first part is I got to let you down easy. There's no casting information that I could find. We well, there's no casting in this movie. We have no idea. These people who just wandered. Else these people just wandered, wandered on frame. set and said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, you stay where you are. Say this, okay? Perfect. <laughs> and you come back tomorrow with this time. <laughs> I guess. No, there, I, there was no any, options for anybody else that we know of at this moment for this movie, other than Tom Atkins <laughs> playing Doctor Dan literally, Chalice. Literally, everyone else on Earth was busy <laughs> between January and February of nineteen. Kurt Russell's like, look, man. I'm in fucking Canada right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to be in this. But uh, a novelization of the film was published in 1982 by oh. science fiction writer Dennis Etchison under the pseudonym Jack Martin. Despite the film's critical failure, the book became a bestseller and was even reissued two years after the film's release in 84. Huh. They took the script and went, I'm going to write this into a book like they do... A lot of the times. I don't know how often they do that now, but they sure as hell did it in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Star Wars a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was a bestseller, and they had to reissue it like two years later. That's crazy. Uh, the voice of the operator that Chalice keeps getting uh, in Santa Mira is Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the operator. Beautiful. I did not know that. Didn't catch it. Me nothing. Either. She's apparently the also the lady who does the voiceover uh, on the intercom informing the residents of the curfew at six o'clock. Lovely. I didn't catch that either. See, man, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The, the gas station scene in the film can also be seen in Carpenter's The Fog in 1980, which I never catch, but the the, the gas station kind of looked familiar. I've seen. The I've fog never. I've never times. seen the fog. It's not great, but I like. It's creativity in how it's creating a ghost story in this town okay. in Northern California as well. That's another conversation. That's sure, absolutely. Uh, the small town of Santa Mira was also the setting for invasion of the Body Snatchers of 1956. Okay. Which was kind of odd. Carpenter revealed in an interview that the original director for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, was... Guess. Rennie Harlan. Joe Dante. Dude, that would have been so fucking good. Yeah, I know. He crazy, would... right? Man, the Clopex would have turned up. They would have been Clopex. The piranhas would have been there and everything. The witches would have been Clopex. <laughs> uh, the silver shamrock theme was a was what, played what? to tote the silver shamrock. What theme? The theme for the silver shamrock. Do you hate me now? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. <laughs> like I said before, it was played f a total of 14 times in the movie. <laughs> Four times at the gas station, once at Linda Chalice's home, once at the hospital, once at the bar, twice at the television screens in the shop windows, twice on the radio, once in the motel office, once in test room A with your favorite scene, and once in the final uh, admittance area. Uh, it's arguably... The most annoying it's song a, in the world. There was no one going to argue that. Yes. It is arguably a character in this <laughs> film. 
that I want to edit out in order to want to rewatch this movie. Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay. sure. <laughs> Go ahead. In yeah. one of the several uh, commercials of Silver Shamrock can be seen, a shop called Landis Department Store is a nod to John Landis, a uh, horror director of American Werewolf in London, 1981, which is kind of funny. Uh, Nancy Loomis plays Annie, Laurie Strode's best friend in Halloween. If you notice, that's the oh, ex-wife. Fuck. Did you never catch it? Did you no. never catch that? She's is she? Uh, she was somebody's wife. She was somebody's wife or girlfriend. No, uh, I, I think so. But yeah, uh, I knew that, but I didn't. I didn't catch her as Annie, the chick that dies in the car. Yeah. After Daniel yells "Stop it!" on the phone at the very end of the film, green cuts to black, and then the end credits. Originally, the ending theme wasn't going to be played during the credits. Instead, it was supposed to be the screams of millions of children being murdered. Director Tommy Lee Wallace decided not to add this, so the ending could be more ambiguous and add the possibility that they were saved. So you don't know what happens. Other, Probably a good idea. On uh, yeah, honestly, that that was a great idea because that would have buried this movie. Yeah, if you, you think it was not- bad enough that there was already children getting killed in this manner yeah. to begin with, and no Michael Myers. This you wouldn't have had Halloween. This would have that would have destroyed the franchise right there. I think so too. I mean, it wouldn't have bothered. It would, or it would no, bother. I don't me, think but... it would have killed the franchise because I have a feeling this one already did. This one performed bad enough. They're like, it didn't perform well. Why? Because Michael Myers wasn't in it. Let's bring him back. Okay. Uh, God damn it! Let's not be original in any way, form, or fashion. No, we just need to keep cranking this out. That's what it is. Okay, so if you're going to recast the lead, who would you pick to star in your film <sighs> okay. called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch with Doctor Dan the Drunkard? <laughs> <laughs> for a similar tone, mm-hmm. um, for Doctor Dan, Tom Skerritt. I can see that. Nineteen ninety-two, like, pick uh, it, like that would totally elevate the film considerably higher than than Tom, Tom Atkins. Atkins. Different, ta- different Tom. Picket fences, Tom Skerritt. Okay. Um, and for uh, Cochran, Jeffrey Jones. Mm. Pre-pedophilia <laughs> conviction. Are we talking like Beetlejuice era? Um, up to uh, maybe up to, to be a little up to older. ninety-four. Jeffrey Jones. Okay, that's kind of weird. Um, but honestly, I would not for his peak, for his, no. peak, for his peak creepiness. Um, um, Edward R. Rooney, Ferris Bueller, uh, Jeffrey Jones. That's who I. Go it was only a few years later, so yeah, yeah. I only had one casting change, and it was for the lead. Okay. In order to believe that Doctor Dan, the drunkard and player, Doctor Drunkard, Doctor Drunkard, Dan, uh, with him being a player who gets all the women. As he's played, as he's playing detective for the weekend, would be uh, Burt Reynolds. Okay, I think I don't think that would be far out of the box for him to. It's gonna have. It's you're gonna lose independent cred for it, but I can see that. 1982, Burt Reynolds. I could see him with Ellie considerably more believable with Ellie. As well as the medical examiner, who has probably one of the worst legitimate deaths, minus the head decapitation, who gets yeah, the screw yeah. in the head, the screwdriver in the head. Oh, that screwdriver, the drill in the head. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, that's. Ooh. I'll give. I, I had one more. I had like an also ran here just in case. Nothing that we said played. Um, and I honestly, I could put this guy in almost anything. That'd be mid seventy, bro. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I would put Bruce Campbell as Dr. Tom. Dr. Okay. Dr. Dan. 
Yeah. Dr. Tom Skerritt. I could still believe him more than I could believe. Because he would, you know, he would, like the, the larger the life shit, the, the, the shouting, breath. the running, and the, the fighting, and the, you gotta stop the thing with the, the stop it. Yeah. Stop it. No, I can see I can Bruce see Campbell doing that. And that would be, it's in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Does it hold up for you? Um, or do you have to hold it up? Well. It doesn't hold up to what my expectations were going to be the first time I saw it. When was that? The first time uh, you saw it? A year ago when you gave it to me, really? I think. Oh, okay. okay. I had not okay. seen it before that. Not in a disappointing way. It's just not what I was expecting. I honestly thought when, when I first watched the film that the kids were going to be transformed into these goblins and like pumpkin head things. And they were going to wreak havoc in their houses, then their neighborhoods, and then push out through the rest of the country. That's what I thought was going to happen. And not, um, hey, we're just going to kill this kid. And then that's hopefully it. we're thinking that when the, <laughs> snake, <laughs> we taught you. <laughs> when the third or fourth snake comes out of Billy's deca- you know, decomposing head... Uh, it'll come out and bite the dad, and the mom's gonna have a heart attack, or vice versa. So that's what I—that's not what I thought was gonna happen. So, <laughs> going by what you said, does it hold up to the first time I saw it twenty years ago? Well, no, because I expected—I expected a different movie. Twenty. You expected years ago. Michael Myers to show up at some point, but after this is not my favorite Halloween movie. Well, the first one. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you can't. But does it compare. hold up? Does it hold up now that I can view it in the context of what the original in thought which, was in which for... it was intended? Yeah, yes, absolutely, dude. This is a great story. It's a stupid like. There's some stupid parts in this. Like, why is this successful Halloween mask manufacturer three thousand miles away from anything in Northern California? Why do they only make three different options for their product? How and why have they brought a 35-ton piece of stone all the way from southwestern England over to northern California? Yeah, all that aside, dude, I love this movie. It absolutely holds up. All And, dude, Tom Atkins, it's hard to say. Michael Hunsaker from... Uh, he's Michael Hunsaker from... Uh, Are you talking about Rousedower? No, uh, Tom Atkins is Michael Hunsaker from... Lethal oh, Weapon. And he, he's he's in, the um, Vietnam buddy that... Uh, he's the father of the daughter that gets killed at the beginning of the He's film. in Escape from New York, too. Okay. I know he's in a handful of other things I've seen. He's, he's, in, in, the, some, he's in The Fog yeah, he's as in, well. He's a carpenter guy. Right. He's a carpenter guy. He's great. He overacts way too much, which is like what we said. He's a page or two ahead, or he's a beat-off is what we said. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd rather be called a page or two off rather than a beat-off, so <laughs> I'll go with that one. He's a uh, page or two yeah, off. Yeah, so for me, it absolutely still beat. holds up. I love off. this movie. Um, do you have a similar or equal, <laughs> equal might be hard to say, but similar or equal film uh, that you I have one. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's probably been since it came out. Okay. But I would recommend the 2007 film called Trick or Treat. Ah, I've not seen Trick, that. apostrophe, R, treat. Uh, I think it was more direct-to-video almost, but uh, it's it's an anthology horror comedy. Its story is told in a nonlinear narrative with characters crossing paths with each other throughout the film. It's dark and disturbing. It's 15 minutes shorter than Halloween 3, <laughs> and I remember liking it the first time I saw it, but I haven't seen it since then. It kind of felt like the same flavor of film. 
I don't okay. I don't think it I don't know how much of it was actually released theatrically. I do remember borrowing it from someone not, you know, right in that that time zone and seeing it at least once. I'm like, that's kind of, that's not what I was expecting, but it was considerably better than what I thought it was going to be. And so I would recommend Trick or Treat. The movie and you're going to you're going to think me a hypocrite when I say I this. do. Already, without what? me even saying the movie, shit, shit. Well, then yeah. I'll, I was, I'm going to save myself some embarrassment. No, um, I went with Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. <laughs> I, I don't know. If I'm you've the, seen it. I think I think the only Rob Zombie film I've seen all the way through is his reimagining of Halloween. That's the only things because that I, is nothing a, has really drawn me to his filmmaking. Well, I love that Rob Zombie loves genre stuff, and he loves original source material of things and he has i don't know what i don't know where he falls flat he has and again I, I i don't mean to no one is buying a ticket to anything i've ever made or written or anything so you can download this podcast for free <laughs> well that yeah there you go six pack double feature podcast you could subscribe uh, today you could buy one of our t-shirts for eight dollars plus shipping just reach out to us on facebook thank you um <laughs> I want to love Rob Zombie's movies, but you just can't. he lacks. You know where he lacks in his character development. His characters are two dimensional, and he puts his hat, like his music is two dimensional. No, I love I love Rob Zombie's music. Like okay, it's, I, I mean I love it for what it is, mm-hmm. and I want to love his movies for what they are, but I I kind of can't because of what for what they are. Because yeah, I can't love them for what they are. <laughs> oh, baby, I would love you so much if you weren't a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> he puts his hack wife. His wife is a shitty actress. I can't imagine why you're married still. <laughs> I would love you if you weren't a piece of shit. My wife's not a piece of shit. Oh, okay. My wife is Roadhouse expert Jamie Justice. <laughs> Roadhouse correspondent Jamie Justice. Yeah. Um, I think we did expert, and then I changed it to correspondent when we I talked like, about it again. Either way, it's still funny. And, no, but correspondent yeah. is correspondent is better because I picture <laughs> a, I, I picture her now just with waiting. a mic. No, I picture with the one headphone. Yeah, just standing in Jasper, Missouri, waiting on us to ask her a question. But um, Lords of Salem, if you guys don't know, it takes place in Salem, Massachusetts, and his shitty wife actress is a radio host on this like rock show. Okay, and they get this submission for a song. And they play it over the air, and the song is like a subliminal sort of witch thing that sort of reactivates witches. People are women in the town that would be witches. They're descendants of the witches. Um, Meg Foster from Masters of the Universe. She played Evil Lynn. The uh, icy blue with eyes. With the icy blue. Yeah. And, and, and from uh, They Live. Mm-hmm. She's the head witch, and she turns up periodically. And it, there's some creepy shit in that movie. And it's almost like it's almost on par with this movie on being kind of shitty and kind of good. Like there's some really Rob Zombie has some really good ideas and stuff. And then there's some poor execution uh, f- again f- me as a I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not. Please don't take it as that. But as a viewer, like I need more because <laughs> you just you redid you redid the greatest independent film of all time and you f- the dog on it. Rob Zombie. So this I'm making a middle finger right now. <laughs> Eat my dick, Rob Zombie, for f***ing up Halloween. But no, seriously, all that aside, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem, I would say that's my similar or equal to Halloween 3. Also, 
I think it would be fun to uh, make a supercut of Dr. Chalice in the air duct with Lilu in the air duct and John McClane. Oh, he duct. does go up in the air duct, doesn't he? he? Does, to get that, out. Wouldn't that be fun? And looks right up at the camera, or almost up at the camera. Yeah, something. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Ellie is a sex bot. Oh, she's just not a bot. She's a sex bot. Well, what does she do best in this movie? Sex, apparently. She does sex. A lot of sex. Yeah. With Dan, Dr. Dan, with stinky breath. Holy shit! It's Crystal Lake Homeowners Association President Brock Stevick. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? <laughs> F***ing dynamite, man. How are you? I'm Was great, this on the man. schedule? No. Completely. <laughs> I, normally, I hate to pop in, but... So what you guys talking about? <laughs> well... Funny you mentioned it. We've uh, been rambling on today about Friday the 13th, Part 3, and oh. um, one of your favorite movies, Halloween yeah, a, 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season of the yeah. Bitch. Season of the Bitch. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. But we'll get there. Uh, gotta get up to get down. Gotta get up to get down, long. apparently. Yeah, long. Wordy. Mm-hmm. It's not very good, either. I, I, all right. I mean, I'm still drinking it, but... <laughs> I mean, it's still a beer. Exactly. So. Yeah, there's there's alcohol involved, so we'll, well get there. Shit. Okay, man, this is unexpected. Let's. Uh, do you have thoughts on this? These movies? Uh, wh- wh- what are we talking about first? Like Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. See now, okay, that now that is a great movie. It's, um, my, it's my favorite Friday movie. It's not my favorite, but it's number two, number three, ish. What will be your first favorite? Uh, Jason Lives. So it's the one after this. Yes. Correct. I think that's the first I think that's the first Corey film. Jason's then. not dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> right. I like how they pick up from two you know right Baghead the, Jason. <laughs> yeah, potato sack. <laughs> Would you call him Nathan? Yeah, I called him potato sack head or potato <laughs> that's, that's sack. That's what it is though. I mean, yeah. And you got that one, was a one eye hole. <laughs> like I never understood just the one eye yeah. hole. Like, yeah, we just, I think we talked about that too. I'm like, why not? Both holes. Yeah, why, I mean, <laughs> gotta have depth perception, even exactly. If you're like a, even if you are just all, swinging a machete. Well, that's I because mean. it was a precursor from 2D to 3D. <laughs> he that, had both holes when he got that the, being uh, said, though, with the mask. They they really did do the 3D proper. Like, I mean, it, it get a little gaggy. Like, you yeah, know, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we talked about the juggling because they had the camera up and they're like, yeah. So you're in the yo yo. Does your TV do 3D? No, it doesn't. And mine didn't, but mine did. Okay. And How does that play? It, it's actually, even though like the technology's dated and whatnot, it it was pretty good 3D. I mean, there was a couple times where it like blur, like you get like the double vision kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like it didn't know how to yeah comprehend the image exactly. But the, the the only gag that was not perceived very well was the the eye pop when he smashes Rick's head. Oh, I thought that eye. one would play the best. Mm-mm. It gets kind of blurry. Like, does it? Does it? Oh, yeah, that's it too gets, bad. Like, cross-eyed kind of thing what's but the one that plays the best the yo-yo is really good really yeah um and the the laundry pull at the very beginning I, I would i would think that one would be good yeah, so it, the non simple. non-kill <laughs> yeah 3d exactly. effects yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the <laughs> that, non-kill oh the, the spear gun's pretty good too yeah though. okay it, that's it, good it plays well but you you really see the string when you see the snake pop out so yeah that's a little too like and oh, it's yeah that's it's obvious. prevalent too. was this is there uh so this movie's goofy as f- Oh yeah, but extremely. It's it, like it, the classic horror trope, goofy though. It knows it's goofy. Exactly. It's like we've talked about what doesn't work. What is there something in this? <laughs> yeah, well, pick one thing. There's okay. maybe, maybe one thing. There, yeah, because um, I talked about how it doesn't have a narrative, and he was like, "No, nope, that doesn't work. This is this is pretty much kill porn. You can't 
you can't use that as what doesn't work. It, as far as not working, it was almost like the, um, I mean, it was making fun of itself almost. Sure. But it still tried to be somewhat serious, like especially like some of the dialogue between like Rick and Chris is horrible. Absolutely wretched. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rick is thirsty as f too, by the way. Like, as soon, <laughs> what, what do you mean? As, as soon as she opens the door, he f***ing snatches her up and is all up on her and shit. And she's like, whoa. And he's like, no, there's only so many cold showers I can take. It's like, oh, you mean, damn, yeah. dude. You mean he might, he might want a bit of the sex. Yeah. Gotcha. To the point where sex he's ready to bounce when he thinks she ain't going to do give shit. No play? Yeah. Well, let's go... <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the river runoff first in New Jersey. <laughs> right, the drain pipe. Yeah, the yeah. drainage runoff. Yeah. I'm like, you. So I look up. I looked up the trivia a bit on this one. I'm like, this is supposed to be New Jersey. Who wants to be near uh, a runoff? Any sort of public like and water, especially system, in like, Jersey. Yeah, at that time. <laughs> yeah, no one. No, 80s Jersey. He picked, per- he picked the perfect place. Yeah, littered with like <laughs> mafia bodies and kind of shit like that. Like, why is yeah. Rick growing oh, yeah. a third no arm? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's up with the... on your face? Oh, it's just a used band aid. No, it. Nothing major. Just a hypodermic. What's needle? that? A third eye. It's like the fish from The Simpsons. Blinky. Watching it today, you know, with like the 2018, 2019 perspective, it's it's horribly dated between like the dialogue and. I mean, obviously, it has the 80s style with the hair and the clothes and all that shit, but just just cheesy ass dialogue. It's it's a little hard to to take yeah, in. And, and the stoner chick is the I. I Literally think she's right up there as like one of the worst actresses I've ever seen. The stoner that they understood was Cheech and Chong, right? And that's what they saw, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, I got this great idea. Let's yeah. let's write these guys in." Exactly. Yeah. So that's the reason why she probably gets the worst death as the really red hot uh, yeah. poker. poker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that uh, that worked out though. Oh, that three yeah. D version that that was pretty. Was good. it yeah, okay? Because the poker's like good right. God. Yeah. So that yeah that panned out pretty well. Do you think Jason raped uh, raped Chris? Oh, that's what he was trying to do. Was that but on what? Saturday? Because they do the. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was Thursday. It was, was, was it Thursday? Was, well, was it? Was it a was flashback? So late, who knows when? It was late Wednesday night. Oh, okay. Wednesday. Yeah, okay. Because that yeah. was the other thing we talked about. Does like, kill him movie, on Fridays? The this movie on takes place on. Yeah, there you go. All like right. Sunday. This is Sunday the the fifteenth, right? <laughs> I think this version <laughs> yeah. is okay. Yeah. <laughs> why did they take that turn with him? Why, I don't know. In the flashback, why did they make him? Yeah, I don't understand it. And I, there, there, I mean, there's a couple of things like, like I don't understand the ending either. Like, why would you blatantly just rip yourself off? Oh, from the first film? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of callbacks that are a little too obvious, right? Yeah, it's it's what's the one of the most fun things about this? I hate the word franchise, but it is. Oh yeah, totally. You may hate there's, it, but that's exactly what exactly it is. what there it is. is yeah. zero continuity from. Part one to well, yeah. I mean, I mean you got to have. We've talked about Crystal Lake memories on earlier before you got here. Uh, it's a great doc, but it's it's a long one. It's it's, it's deep. Yeah, it's, they, they give each movie they give yeah, it like two yeah, hours. Yeah, so. yeah, but there's it's almost frustrating because each movie got a new director and a new writer, and they yeah. paid, they paid zero attention to the to the canon. You know? Yeah, they basically have like, like the broad stroke history of it, and then big giant mutant. Mask. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, like three is, is is especially like bad at it. Like as far as like the classic horror trope with you know you got the the damaged woman antagonist, mm, you yeah. got the stoner couple, you got the jock dude, you got you know the the slut basically. I like slut. Everybody has their stereotype, myself, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Everybody but is, exactly. is very it's, stereotyped. It's kind of like the it's not like it's like the John Hughes horror like stereotype, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody fills their role specifically. And and, and, <laughs> and like okay, the like you saying the director is Steve Miner, right? He does House, he does like Lake Placid, Halloween, H2O. And then fucking Forever Young. How the fuck does that fit in with all this other bullshit? What's like, Forever Young? I think it's like a Mel Gibson movie where he's. Is that like, the one where he's like the school teacher? Oh no, he's 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 uh, like he's, a fighter pilot. Yeah, or some and he gets shit. frozen. I, I mean, it's like the same thing. Like you was just saying, like every every installment has like a different same dude producing it mainly. Like Sean S. Cunningham. No, that's the director of the first one and creator. The producer was uh man. Cuso. Oh yes, yes, yes. And Mr. he did like the thirteenth majority of Mister the Thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is odd. I'm like, I guess, I guess Miner was like, all right, well, I pretty much hit everything that I can in the horror genre. I'm right, gonna go and do uh, that. Is, now, Forever Young is the, the fighter weird. pilot. I don't understand why. It... That's just now starting to fire things way back here that haven't been accessed for about 25 years for probably a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, do you think he was a fighter pilot for the Nazis? No, or? he's American. That was a really he's obscure a... Mel Gibson hates Jews joke. Sure, it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, he's I got Australian. It. We still they still fought with the uh, allies. With the allies. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite line or scene from the movie? I got I got two death scenes that are pretty good. Well, we um, did we did so on when we do like a horror movie like this, mm -hmm. we do favorite kill. Okay. But if 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 a kill is one of your favorites favorite scenes, what do you got? Uh, the the handstand. <laughs> that <laughs> was mine. That was Travis's. Yeah, I, yeah good I was so he glad when that Andy. guy. He yeah, hated he's Andy. A douche. Yeah, Actually, he, I hate that couple. Yeah, I do too. All that woman does in the shower is and, wash her boobs and her shoulders. Right. Never and, washes her butt. And then. Oh yeah, no. And the fact that she wants a beer and she's Nothing. pregnant, they just she gets bang. This, she gets, yeah, they just bang exactly. And she's not washing the gush uh -uh. out. Nothing. Yeah. Do they really bang in shelf. the in the hammock? Yeah. Well, or do they just kind of sway back and forth? I think they kind of swayed back and forth. <laughs> I think when you're in your early late you teens, early twenties, you can bang in a hammock at this age. Yeah. yeah no. Uh. -uh. <laughs> I don't even like nap in a hammock. Yeah. Sorry. Your, so your favorite scene? Was, <laughs> yeah. The the handstand and his name is Andy. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the the string, the spear gun. Would have been a cool yeah. kill too, but you can kind of see the track that it's on as it goes into her eye. It's almost it. It seemed it was purposeful for him to line himself up next to that pole that right. was on exactly. the pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he on had to do yeah. that in order to get the shot right. Right. And so it seems almost too purposeful. In, right. In and I, it's I, but it's still a cool shot. Yeah. But it's just like I mean that should be going faster. Yeah. And to it's, the screen. Than and it, it was a, a token 3D scene, pretty much. I yeah, mean. Yeah. It was that was my favorite kill because not because of the kill or the effect, but because he shoots who he her. was. Well, he no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, my yeah. the handstand was my favorite scene. My favorite kill was when he shoots her with the harpoon gun because mm -hmm. the dude that plays Jason he just he shoots her, drops the gun, and walks off. And walks and off, right? Kind of yeah. Just strolls off like. Well, I guess that's uh, all right. Uh, Thank God Shelly brought this yeah. harpoon gun to this right? lake, yeah. lake retreat. Thanks for the mask, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, the only good thing out of this deal. Harpoon yeah. gun and mask. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, all right. All right. As the spear enters my fucking head. Shit. The, yeah. The Which jokester they actually recycle stuff. that later. Do they? I know you're not familiar with the right. series, but Corey Feldman comes in. In the next movie, and yeah, but he makes his own mask. He does, shit. but he's got little special effects stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind he's of a brought, dork. Yeah, he's a he's a dork. What a nice way to describe Corey Feldman. I mean, 
That's better than junkie. <laughs> no, I mean it. Corey Feldman was in Friday the 13th Part, part four. 4. And yeah. he did a Before quick... he hit Goonies and uh, everything else after. It might have been right around the same yeah, time. I think it was okay. the same time, honestly. Um, and he wow. did a quick little he was young blurb then, in, in Part 5. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was... Okay. Yeah, he was in 5 for part like a was, flashback. Yeah, Part 3 was 83. Part 4 was probably 84. Probably. Um, I mean, they were raping that cash cow. <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned that before. It was like... One, two, and three was like 80, 81, 82, because this yeah. was 82, so 83 may have been four. So, yeah, yeah it was not not bothered by uh, not bothered by Michael Jackson yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Court Feldman was bothered by Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's a whole to- other um, topic. Yeah. I told you, this one sucks. He yeah. tried to open up a beer and it still Yeah, and I struggled. <laughs> Sounded like he fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst line? <coughs> the worst line of dialogue out of a movie full of horrible horror movie dialogue. Anything? I mean, any any conversation with Chris and Rick, <laughs> honestly. Because when he's like like when he's bringing the hay up to the barn at the top, and he's like, you know, I gave up a weekend with Mary, Joe, Bob, whatever the hell her name was, Rotten Crotch. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Ellen Rotten Crotch. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like and here I am doing chores, and here I am, yeah. There's at least two dead bodies in this barn exactly, already. already. We don't smell them yet, but uh-huh. I mean, you don't have the black chick all Jesus Christ pose with the pitchfork yet. But what is like how it started the 3D like reemergence? We like, talked about that earlier. Jaws yeah. three, this, all of that because of, well, I mean, and this literally was a year it was before this Jaws one that started 3. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it, it it made the most money and it brought it back into the theater. It was basically. low budget and, and made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I think all of these were low budget and made a lot of money. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. still making that's, them. That's, that's why, why they still yeah, make them exactly. forty years later. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a magic wand and you could change only one thing, because there's there's easily... and it's okay. You can even change two because we still two. yeah we cheat, but we cheat. <laughs> I I wish they had just left out the uh, the potato sack, <laughs> the flashback, the yeah. intro. Yeah. Uh, because now, if you're flashback, watching the flashback, you don't even see Potato it's Zach. Just it's un- just deformed it's, Jason, right? Yeah, and it's just unnecessary. Like if you're watching three, surely you've watched two. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like what psychopath does that shit? Oh, what's this? Friday the Thirteenth. Well, we gotta fill three. ten minutes, Brock. Right. You know, right. we need to hit up the ninety, right. ninety-five. And so then I like let's... how they start at the beginning. You know, you don't have to have your. This is not three D part of the movie. Like until you see the credits and the disco track. Yeah, like what the fuck. Unnecessary. Who would you recast <laughs> as Jason? <laughs> I only laugh because you'll find this funny when you actually hear the episode. I, I, I wish Kane Hodder would have done him way earlier than when he started. So you would just go straight badass. Okay. Yep. Have you seen that Kane Hodder doco? I have not. Uh, Hulu? I think you told me about it. I just haven't got around yeah, to it. Yeah, I think it's called... I watched... Gates of Hell or something like that. He was a stunt guy. Well, the guy who played this was his name was Brooker, believe it or not. Brooker. Brooker, because he <laughs> make fun of me. And went, you know, it sounds like a horrible cop movie. Oh, Brookham, okay. Bookham, Brooker. And I think he only but his, did it for but this he only one too, did one, right? and he was English. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't think he was English. This is going to be probably the this most is all going to be edited out. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do that. You throwing it in Travis's face because yeah, he was wrong, and it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> It feels real good too when you do that shit, right? I don't do it very often, but when I, I know, do, well, you do, we don't get a chance to do it very often. But when we can, 
God damn, it's good. It's, it, it pleases the fuck out of me. Travis is like, I regret this decision. Yeah, it does. It, it pleases the fuck no, out of me. No, but he is British, because I did look it up, because I sent you a text message after you sent me the unedited version. I'm like, this will mean something when we sit down with Brock this weekend. Because <laughs> it, it was a snapshot of the Wikipedia, and it said his name. His last name was Brooker. I, can't, uh-huh. I think it was Richard. But yeah, that sounds right. Bor- but he was born in England. So, I, 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 so number one, his name was Brooker, and number two, he was born in Merry Old England. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did you get him once, but you got him twice. In the same, yes, and yeah, he was like, no, beautiful. I don't think that's right. <laughs> that's I good. Just, I would just like to say, I hate you all. <laughs> this is my last episode on the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, is there a similar or equal film you would recommend? I mean... How many thousand? <laughs> I was gonna say like any number of eighties horror movies. Um, Apparently, he recommended four. This is what it sounded like because that's you said that was your favorite, right? Jason lives four, Jason, four. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Well, that's yes. my thought. I was yes. only putting words in his mouth. He may no, have no, no. You're right. good. Yeah, that, that's exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, Do you have anything else you want to talk about about Friday Part Three? No, I mean it's it's a it's childhood nostalgia trip because. My my parents were the ones that would be like, yeah, you can pick any horror movie. I'll pick like it. a six, seven, eight, nine. They didn't give a shit. Like, I watched... Who's this child- guy with the hockey mask? Yeah, I watched Child's Play when I was like six. Fucking ruined my childhood. Like, <laughs> Child's Play ruined my childhood. Yeah, exactly. I didn't watch horror movies when I was a kid because it was just not a part of what I grew up with. Well, you had, but- you had good parents. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked... <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about the fact that it just in commercial, just in commercials alone, I had nightmares about Freddy Krueger just because of the commercials yeah, so of the I. movie. Yeah, yeah, so did I. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because like, there's no way in hell my parents would ever allow me to watch it, but they can't control the 15 or 30 exactly. second television yeah. promo. The of trailer whatever. that shows yeah. nothing but just. Hey, enough. that guy looks burnt. Yeah. <laughs> my parents knew I was a pussy, and they knew I'd have nightmares. That's and fair. They just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's care. fair. Yeah, I don't care that you're watching it. I just don't want to deal with it when you wake up at 3 o'clock this morning. See, the only thing my mom was concerned about is if there was a nip on the screen, she'd be like, cover your eyes. Now, how many... I know you can't see me doing this, but but I'm looking at it because they told me not to. Yeah. All right. Don't look at it. Okay. okay. I'm going to look at it. <laughs> What's that knife doing? That's going through her chest. Oh, right no, now. no, no. Gratuitous violence? That's all right. That's oh, good. No. That's all good. All fine. A nip? Cover your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this arrow go through dude's throat, but you can't see a nipple because that makes sense. What? Uh, I mean, are those your final thoughts on Friday Part Three? Yeah. This is my favorite Friday the Thirteenth. I know it is, and and I do like it. It's not, it's not like Jason X. I mean, it's not. Oh, God no. It's not the new beginning. Well, we talked about uh, favorite New York movies. You mentioned takes Jason, Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Even though you said most of Jason, it was shot in like Canada. Jason takes said? place mostly on a boat on a river. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but there's is, a bitch and fucking fight scene where the boxer, the boxer. Yeah, that's what he mentioned. Him. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not just head off or something. All the way across the roof just to get to Jason. Yep. And then, and then he mortal combats his ass, <laughs> and knocks his mother's head off, and in the dumpster, <laughs> Johnny Cage uppercut and shit. Uh, <laughs> part three is my favorite because it's so. It's the Moonraker of, did I say that earlier? Well, it kind of set the standard because, well, while I'm not, I mean, I've seen right now two Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah. we've talked about the first one and you saw three. the I you mean, saw I, the best one, the first one. I'm a long time listener, first time caller, right. but I know your feelings on horror movies. Right. So you know, and so what I liked about this movie though is it very much felt like I said before it it felt kind of like 
this if you were in living in the eighties and you went to like a drive in theater to go see a movie, like especially a horror movie, and you kind of wanted the girl to get close to you and get scared. Right. This was yeah, yeah. this was good, that movie. Yeah, there's some know? good jump scares. Yeah. There's some it just grab outside of arm the fact, grabbing shit. I think it's point outside of the fact that this movie they they this is what I would see oh, playing yeah, it's at classic. a drive in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how it felt classic to yeah, me. Yeah, and, and as for me as well. I mean, and second favorite for me is uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's, it's it takes they a literally. It, you should it, watch that one, Nathan. And, and see, and I compare it to like the new Nightmare. Like it totally took very, its shit and, and flipped it on its side. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's, it's real very, good because of it. So you've seen Nathan. You've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yeah, and we talked about the uh, new Nightmare, and I think I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen it entirely. It's because it was because I. Because my recommendation is to go to Scream, which was Wes Craven, yeah. because it was 14 years later, whatever, and it's very meta, and it kind of made Extremely fun of... Extremely meta. Yeah, but yeah. it made fun of the, well, this is so dumb, why are you running upstairs right. rather than running out of the house, or, yeah. or, or, or things of that nature, and that's where... I think you would like maybe. Jason Goes to Hell. I okay. think so, too. It's, maybe I'll take those movies different. home today. It's, it's, if I own and it, my wife can. will go, all right. So I'm I'll see go, you later. I'm going to go to sleep or watch not watch shit the great I mean, British see, baking show. <laughs> would you see yeah. the dude, you know, puke a black heart? There's... Well, now you've ruined it for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll understand that. I promise. Okay. Um... Fuck you, Yost. <laughs> if we're going to talk about this piece of trash, we're doing a shot first. Uh, man, it's bad when a movie makes you drink whiskey. <laughs> Not voluntarily, yeah. Like I have to trudge through this shit Heck off, one more time. It. Yeah. You think you're gonna be mad at me? I'm a hundred percent know that I'm mad at you for it. Why? Because your exact words were, "If you take Halloween out of the title, uh-huh. it's a good movie." <laughs> And that was a fucking lie. I stand by my statement. Well, you stand over there by yourself. Are we going to have a knife fight? And me no, and Nate like are going to be on this side over here. <laughs> no, sir. Me and Nathan are going to be over here because we both like this movie. Well, you are, I like it more than I dislike it, but Travis oh. thought we were going to have a knife fight at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, right. Was like, was... I think Nathan and I are going to have a knife fight before the end of this conversation. <sighs> Do you think you would really hate this movie as much if it did not link Halloween to I, the title? I literally... Okay. okay I, mean, like, look, I don't doubt that. Yeah. But... He, he he had told me a while back, he he said that it was a good movie, and I hadn't seen it for... I, I stand by And you statement. said, okay. Whatever. <laughs> then yeah. what, why did I listen to it? Exactly. And then I'm 10 minutes into it, and Dr. Dad's a douchebag. Like, how the... F I can't even get behind the main character yes, in our, the our shit. Hero, our hero, a pile of dirty laundry. Yeah, he's yes, a piece of shit. He's a deadbeat dad... And there, yes. there's a lot of things I got to say about old Dr. Dad, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Dr. Dad is even better than Dr. Dan, yeah, which is I think man. what I labeled he's, him as. He's, the, yeah. I, the I, drunkard. <laughs> yeah. He said, hey, by the way, I'm not going to come see the kids. I got some shit to do, I, a.k.a. I, fuck I, this chick, and I then think, ask her age after I've plowed her. <laughs> like, there's a new bar. About 12 times previous. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, by how the way, how old are you? I'm older than you think. Sex robot. <laughs> what? She's a sex robot. Yeah, well, we, we think okay. we've determined that she was well, an android the entire time. You really think the entire time? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I don't so. think there. I don't think there was a time when they had the opportunity to switch. Switch. Her sure, out. there was when they fucking kidnapped her. The old masturbate and switch. <laughs> you don't think? I'm gonna copyright that. Possibly. <laughs> now look, 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 look. I defend this movie. I don't. I don't know why. Think this is the 
there are, this is there's not, shittier movies. There I'm are, not saying there's this, not. This movie has its fair share of plot holes, some around <laughs> the size of Texas. Yeah. yeah. But it's still a cool story. I think I is think it? That, yeah, well it I is. I think I think what we had kind of come to the discovery of was that I think this would work if they had played Halloween like Carpenter had originally planned, which was just a fucking freaky show, one freaky story, yeah, yeah, like anthology series right. every year, and that yeah. didn't happen. New, and so everybody by three was expecting another Michael Myers, and they're like, "Well, I wonder what season of the Witch has anything to do with Michael Myers? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Well, like I said, I, earlier, like you said, you didn't. First time the, the I watched it. was this doesn't have seasons, and this doesn't have a witch." <laughs> And this doesn't have Michael Myers. They don't have shit in the title. <laughs> Not a damn thing in the title is in this movie. Except for Halloween. Other than Halloween. Like, legit, Other the only Halloween. reason why yeah. that, that it deserves to have Halloween as its title it's, is that it takes place right around Halloween. Yeah, and it's a countdown to Halloween because the premise of the, the Bond villain that is Cochran... <laughs> Ronnie Cox's boss from Robocop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I love that you called him a Bond villain. It's he, he, is. Kind of, he is kind of Bond. Well, he came from the UK. And that, and he's fucking when he yeah. catches Dr. Dad and he tells him the whole plot of what he's doing and shit. And you just stay in here, though. Bye. Oh, he, I, that, I never thought about that. He lays That's it all good. out for him. He is good. a Bond. Cochran is a Bond. He's a fucking Bond. Bond. He's a bad Bond villain. He's a shitty Bond villain. He's a yeah. shitty. Yeah, I'm not saying he's good. There, There's not one thing. About this, there's <laughs> no. You, so you're telling there, me, okay? No, no in there the is cold, a scene. naked light of day, you're going to sit there and tell me that there is nothing redeeming about this movie. I'm taking your silence as a yes. <laughs> you can take it however you want it. I'm but taking it's not it as, a yes. Taking it as a no. There is redeeming qualities of this movie. There. It's not enough to. It's not float. enough to merit. I was going to say it sounds like there's not enough to fill a raft to keep him afloat <laughs> at this moment new, 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 okay. new. in a, a shithole Crystal Lake well, where okay. he's he's seven like, feet out from running into the wall. The, the, the only there, there is a there's a death scene I like. Which one? The All right, we got to know that one. Bitch gets her face peeled back in the motel. <laughs> Which she's fucking around with the oh, yeah. rock buzzer thing. Uh, and yeah, I, Travis said. Teals her back like a Cinnabite. You know what you need to do? You need to go to customer service. You don't need to put that shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> As it burns off her lips <laughs> and it reveals her. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was. That Teals was... her back like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. Lit the cigar, you know? My favorite kill was when they gouged out the dude's eyes in the hospital and then broke his. But see, I didn't. My beef with that is you're fucking getting your eyes gouged out, but you're gonna be quiet so no one hears the murderer doing it. Get the fuck out of here! You got somebody with fucking <laughs> fingers in your eyes. You're not fucking screaming and wailing and shit. I think you might be trying to read a little bit too much logic into a movie where robots exist. I'm just fucking sick. and yeah. look like human. And look, yeah, and have the, don't even get me started on the honey mustard cyborgs. But have the strength. Honey mustard cyborgs is hey, pretty good. I that's what they leak out. I'm gonna write that down. What the fuck? Well, I, I think I looked it up before. It was uh, orange juice concentrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but go. it looks like honey mustard. It looks so like fucking honey mustard. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, that's good. I like that. Um, it's going to be on a shirt next season. <laughs> Brock's well, favorite movie. Maybe, maybe we change his name from um, Crystal Lake Homeowners Association President Brock Stevick to Honey Mustard Cyborg Brock Stevick. <laughs> I, could, I could deal with Honey Mustard Cyborg okay. Brock Stevick. Not going with that. <laughs> no less than one, no more than three. What doesn't work? Okay, I don't like that the fucking main shtick is the fucking rock from Stonehenge is like the all-powerful. Yeah, all, wait, yeah we me. talked about the fact that how That's difficult it would be 
for them to remove it and then and ship it, drop it off into a right. port somewhere in the U.S. We and did, then ship it across the country and, to get it to San Francisco. And then not know that, hey, by the way, fucking Stonehenge is missing a leg. And we're well, only, they talk about we're only the chipping news. off like a tiny bit, too. I'm yeah. like, oh, they that's going to last you a while. They mentioned <laughs> right. the theft. They mentioned the missing piece of Stonehenge on they the do? news. Yeah. I think yeah. I brought up the fact that Joe Dante was initially slated to direct this movie How cool and it was and it was brought up in a tv like you see a tv clip it just you very dante-esque and we'll talk it's, about it next week in our right our and, next episode and so that is kind of funny that they did bring that to light kind of like like close encounters and you're well, watching stuff happen like with spielberg and his movies and they did it in back to the future when they in the opening scene with the plutonium yeah. theft, oh it's yeah, very similar. Yeah. But they, they do mention, but yeah, I, I mean, they why only do they need? It. Why do they need one full yeah. right piece? Yeah. That's why not? Real, that's just real stupid. That's a leg or a top. Well, it, the amount that they put in the yeah. uh, final process, exactly. They only needed what was like a tiny like piece. Yeah, a tiny yeah. shard. So literally, they don't. They, they need like bang, a bang. They, yeah. They need like maybe a, okay. a so, suitcase worth. Stonehenge doesn't work for you. That's one. Stonehenge. Here's a fun one. Um, it comes to recasting the lead. Oh, All right, I had a couple. Please enlighten Name. me. Okay. What were you, yours? Mine was share with Brock. Mine was Burt Reynolds. As because at you least you went with Burt Reynolds. Well, I went with Burt Reynolds because at least you could believe the tale that he was getting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because he was going with Burt Reynolds. For real, right? For, like for real, because not just a token plug-in. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like the, you. No, the reason why I could believe it is because at least you could see him betting these women, right? You know, yeah. No, I get whether or not he purposefully calls the medical medical examiner and goes, "Hey, uh, I need you to find out more information on Connell Cochran." <laughs> Who am I? Your <laughs> secretary? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and they, hey, like, you, when are you going to buy me dinner later? Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but at least with Burt Reynolds, you could see the charm and the charisma of why women would be drawn to him. It would have been a way better movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would totally be a better movie, just in that respect. I could believe why he gets the tale that he does because he's Burt Reynolds. Right. When he's Tom Atkins or Michael Huntsecker from uh, <laughs> from Lethal Weapon, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see it. I had three. Um, for Dr. Dad, uh-huh. I went with either Tom Skerritt. That's a good one. That's a better one. That's, that's a good much, one. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, it's I much could... better than Tom. I don't dislike he... Tom Atkins. I just don't. I yeah. don't think he's I don't not believe a believable him in this yeah, role. He's not, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, and Scarrett could easily be a douchebag and gruff. Pull yeah. a little. It's tail, very yeah. similar to Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I think Dallas could should get some pussy. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Bruce> Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Not maybe a, not as not much a pussy. Not a not pussy. Not believable dad, but. Reluctant, weird, drunken, drunken hero. Right. Yeah. My man Bruce. Fill them shoes. And then as a uh, as Cochran, Jeffrey Jones. That's a good one. Pre, also a pedophile. (laughs) Pre pedophile, or at least pre. I don't think he was ever pre pedophile. I think he was. (laughs) Yeah. I think once you you dip your toe in that water, you're in. Like (laughs) you are stained with the waters of Lake. Yeah. Titty caca. Yeah. Or. Or uh, um, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really recast shit to be honest. Um, okay, I I didn't care that much. <laughs> I didn't. So just again to re- re- recap, there is you find nothing redeemable. I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy it one bit. There's nothing redeemable about this. Movie. Like I said, the bitch get her p- face peeled back in the motel. I enjoyed that. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it was like false advertising. 
It was a lot of. Oh no! no, no. At, at age eighteen, when I first rented this, we talked about this earlier. Nathan, and see, right. that says a lot too. Eighteen. He hated this movie. Oh, I was mad as fuck. Everyone was. Because you thought you were going to get a Michael Myers pick. Yeah. Yeah. He realigned Honestly. it once he realized that this was what the vision was supposed to be for Halloween. Because right. But then the all the money, man. Yeah, the all the money. Yeah, the anthology yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Twilight yeah. Zone kind of thing. I get right, exactly. I get that the producers was like, this guy's working, so let's yeah, just yeah, go yeah. with him again. Yeah. Because in, in my opinion, it, up until I'm surprised they got this movie made. Me to be honest. too. It got like $14 million at the box office. Look, I the same year, I think... Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three made thirty six at a one point something. Yeah, thirty six point seven. Yeah, Friday. Like he was... had the full. He had the point seven. I did. <laughs> I, I was surprised that I actually I remember thirty six. <laughs> Friday, Friday Three is a better movie in yeah in the ways that a flocky horror movie should be better. Well, yeah, but it, it's but this story is better. Is it? Dude, there's so many. <laughs> did... well, okay, okay, okay. Now look, another thing that doesn't work. You're trying to take out the fucking world, basically, right? Mm-hmm. You know how many different masks on Halloween there are to buy? Oh, no, just three. I've, I yeah, right. Pumpkin, exactly. A pumpkin, witch, a fucking witch. And a skeleton. Right. I yeah. have literally here, the world's largest manufacturer of Halloween masks makes a total of three, three. different masks. Yeah. 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 That's three. I didn't say this was without plot holes. I said a plot <laughs> hole the size of Texas. Right. There are several. I'm just saying. The story at its crux, at its kernel, at its, its little speck of dust of a piece of Stonehenge, is still a cool story. Yeah. You're trying to take over the world with masks. Let's see, and some techno well, and, weird. Well, here's the other thing: shit that makes crickets and spiders and well, shit. Well, that, that kid's death was cool as fuck, man. You can't deny that. I give it that. that kid, it was, but I think the first time I saw this, I was expecting like the kids to turn in. What did you say? Like Satan's army or yeah, like un- un- unholy, right, an unholy, unholy dead, army. Yeah, yeah, like a village army. of the dam kind of. That thing. would have worked better, and I think that's I what I was expecting. And so when the Kids just, just have a pests bug and rodents and and uh, reptiles come out of their yeah. orifices above their neck. Do you think things crawled out of their buttholes? <laughs> yes, but they couldn't show that. That would be an X. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Neverland Part Three. <laughs> uh, I can't uh, wash my eyeballs, so I don't. You clearly have nothing but animosity. Hatred. <laughs> hatred. <laughs> animosity. Is there hatred. Is blind raging hatred? Yeah. It's respect? because you want to know why? It's because of that yeah, goddamn he watched, f- jingle. He's watched his eyes. <laughs> he's blind hatred. Now. Yeah. Exactly. I want to kill when I hear that jingle. Yeah. It plays 14 times it, in the movie. You counted? No, I looked it up. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> we talked about it before. It, it played 14 times. I thought he thought I counted too. No. Because it sounds like, yeah. it's oh, like 20. Yeah, I want to kill me. So if you don't like this movie, would you recommend something that was, was there, similar yeah, that was better? Something similar or equal? In tone, in story, in suckiness? Because uh, I got one. If I'd, yeah, I mean, if I'd, I'd, if I'd actually thought about that part of it, I'd, I'd have okay. probably came up with one, but I didn't, so I don't. Off the top of your head? <laughs> His, re- his review is don't blob? watch it. <laughs> the Blob remake, the original Blob remake. How come? They're like a product they fucking buy that fucking never uh, seen it. No, the Blob remake. I no, think I've, I've seen it like once. It's never been, seen been a minute. So I've never seen either one. I'm trying to think of something like as I know far when as, they like, go the from 50s as, to like 1989 80s. or 90 yeah, that it's it like 80s. it's much g- more gruesome. I do remember that much. Well, yeah, because you know. <laughs> Hey, look! There's a head floating in that blob of Big gelatin. Thing, yeah. No, I don't. I... Just, just a blob. 
just because. So what just, you're saying is, is it doesn't hold up? Well, no, no, I did not. I did not. Um, the three times that I had to watch it because I kept falling asleep. <laughs> that was something I mentioned before. It's like I think I, the first time I watched it when he's like, just take it home, just watch it. I fell asleep. I didn't realize that the uh, witchcraftery came from Stonehenge. I, that was like the three minute bit. Dumb. I'm glad I fell you asleep. got that out of that because I didn't yeah. even get that out of that. Like I. I so have you seen Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem? No. It's 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 similar in that it involves witchcraft. Uh-huh. And public- Where is witchcraft in this movie? The Stonehenge? Yeah, they're witches. Yeah. What are they? They're druids. Are they? Druids, yeah. witches. Whatever are they, they call are themselves. They, they, the that's, where the, that's where the title comes from. Season of the I Witch. I guess. It's, I didn't get I It's the thing. Maybe you should watch this movie again. Clearly, I've watched missed, it too many goddamn times. You, you've missed. You've missed. For what it sounds like is someone needs to drink a little more, and then you guys will go watch. So Rob Zombie's right. Lords of Salem it happens in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. It involves witches. It's <laughs> no druids. No druids. <laughs> Warlocks. Right. Um, it's a bit Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. But it uses radio to broadcast a message out, and then kind of converts. Okay. Witches. So different fucking <laughs> platform. Same kind of tone. Yeah. It's a shitty movie, but... It's a Rob Zombie movie. It's so. Was everyone ready at 9 o'clock for the big giveaway? <laughs> Probably. We mentioned Three in this more movie... more days to Halloween we, yeah. for the big giveaway at yeah. 9 o'clock tonight. What was the giveaway? The, a death. What was but the... We, uh, the big plot hole was time zone. That's what I said, time right? zone. Yeah, yeah, sure. The big hot yeah. plot hole was time zone. Hey, people are dying in New York. Take the mask off. Take the mask off. Yeah. Stop airing the commercial. Yeah. Pull it. We've Pull got 1,400 calls. Yeah, Jesus Christ. The pumpkin mask is not working. <laughs> My skeleton mask is defective. Does this movie still hold up for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did it ever hold up? It was It was just disappointing. It held up until Travis. It held up when Travis said, here, watch this. Yeah. Take Halloween out of it and watch it. It's a great movie. Don't, don't, don't think about Michael and I went, okay, I'll do that. Because <laughs> I... I said Halloween 3 just felt like it was, you know, the season of the witch felt like 45 minutes of a movie scraped over about 90 minutes. It felt it like should a made-for-TV movie. This should have been one part of, like, three or four. Yeah. It felt like a made-for-TV movie. Like, that kind of budget, that kind of... F- That's a neat way to think about it. That's not neat. It is neat. <laughs> it's not neat. It actually adds a nice, more fun layer. No, it doesn't. It Do makes it. it that much more subpar. Because if I was to say if a, a TV movie it means it wasn't even good enough to fucking go into the theaters it was fucking made for tv no 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 no, no, no. yes 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 yes, no, yes there's yes. a made for tv movie that is one of the greatest and it's called duel okay it's jaws with the semi i know what the fuck mm-hmm. it is made for tv that movie is great the made for tv does not mean bad does not name, mean not name good. me two other movies that are made for tv that are great two additional the two stand. more two more <clears throat> the stand yeah um, the Hundred Lives of Black Jack Savage. I've never seen it. So no, I neither have I. So that's a terrible Disney. But the Stand is a good one. It's only because that book was so long. Yeah, it's because it was yeah. fucking yeah. fifteen hundred pages. I mean, on top of my head, I don't have a running knowledge of that. But sure, this it's stand, because nothing's. You just knew that you would only have three. And the only one two I expected you to dual. say was fucking Roots, and that was just because it was a big <laughs> deal. It's not that great of a movie. Watching the dude from Reading Rainbow get to hear that. Brock says that Halloween is great because Roots was good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I'm saying at all. Wait, you're totally missing my point. (laughs) (laughs) Because Roots was awesome. Halloween three was not. 
Fantastic. Yeah, you got a false equivalency there. Also, <laughs> dude, thanks for stopping by. Do you have yeah, any, man? Do you have you got any final thoughts on Halloween three season of the witch? That I am extremely aren't... excited that I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> I am really pumped about that because in preparation, I've watched this movie more than I needed to. <laughs> Twice. Once when he hated it, and then once when Travis asked him later. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to exactly. talk about it later. We want to get your hatred. Yeah. Wait, so, Can you document the hatred? <laughs> yes. It, uh, I guess I can. Would it be, I guess, okay? It's a part it, of my box set. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get rid of it. It's in the fucking series. Would it, would it be okay if we, if we maybe called on you in the future, get your opinion on other movies? Sure, man. As long as it's not a piece of trash like that fucking last one I had to review. Other well, than that? Well, it's our show, so. Well, yeah, you do what you will, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to not answer the call, so. Right. We'll take a while before he calls us back. <laughs> Probably, yeah. All right, what, what are you talking about? I, I, I'd say it was a pleasure, gentlemen, but I'd be lying. Eight more days till Nathan dies. Nathan dies. Nathan dies. Eight more days till Nathan dies. Six pack double feature. <laughs> hey, uh, before we uh, open up a couple of chasers. Well, hang on. I got some final thoughts. Oh, no. We don't want to hear yours. Oh, probably right, don't. But... No, I run to hear them. I readily admit this movie has problems. It's It's got its pluses, though. It's got its pluses and its minuses. It's got a lot more minuses than it does pluses, yes. But I really enjoy the meta idea of making it an anthology series. I, I still think that they should have turned the kids into like goblins and shit rather an than unho- just killing an unholy them. army of the night. Yeah, that's much better than just killing the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, because then like you have them. a bunch of little Michael Myers and Jasons and whatever and running Freddy's, around. Yeah. yeah, or skulls, pumpkins, and witches. Yeah. Because then you have the parents fighting the kids, <laughs> beating the shit out of them with by shovels. And the shit. meta, the meta thing of making this um, of by telling this story in a universe in which the original Halloween movie exists is you just didn't see that kind of thing mm-hmm. that long ago, and I think that's fun. Um, I love it not being a continuation, even being a person that that pissed off twenty years ago. It hurt the movie. Audiences weren't ready for kind of a, a, a multiverse kind of thing back in 1982. And while it seems to have, <laughs> honestly, it has two or three different movie lines or movie lines. It has two or three different storylines. Yeah, yeah. Happening. And they, they struggle to kind of marry the three. It does have this weird Android feel and which witchcraft dude, that feel. Been a whole, that could have been a whole movie in and of itself. In and of itself. Yeah. They finally, they converge, however, kind of. They merge several storylines, and sometimes it pays off, but not. It doesn't pay off if, completely. It falls fairly flat. Yeah, the stolen triptych of Stonehenge is pretty stupid. But I didn't. You know, I'll be honest with you. I must have fallen asleep for a couple of scenes when I first watched it, because I didn't catch that the first time, but I caught it the second and went. It was kind of almost like a Spielbergian like reveal. reveal it was on like a TV where the camera's just moving along. And we've got parts of the stone missing from Stonehenge. And I'm like, I don't remember catching that the first time I watched it. I must have just not you know who dialed in first. You know who would have done that? Huh? Better? Joe Dante. 
or John would, Carpenter himself. Well, sure, but Joe yeah. Dante, Joe Dante, as we'll talk about when we get to the Burbs, loves to use the television as a, a, tra- a way to tell well as or, a transition from a scene into another and set a tone. That's a whole different thing. Um, I still think it should have been a ship or like uh, a religious relic of like Lucifer himself. It didn't feel like it felt as stupid. It's death-defying <laughs> with yeah. druids, especially with Connell Cochran, because they're a bunch of what leprechauns or something. <laughs> I mean, it makes me wonder. They're if, always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> but it always makes me wonder that because the guy who runs the motel is super Irish. <laughs> He's even got like this poster about Ireland in like the main office. It's just funny that no, it's, it's like. It's, it, I'm like yeah. the only way they got around it, is... and I, you call me call me what you want, man. I love a downer ending, yeah, or at least an ambiguously it, it downer is, ending. The like ambiguous that. downer ending is kind of cool because it's like he gets it off of two of the three, so you got to think, okay, so sixty six percent of the country's children are not dead. I mean, you're playing the odds with the kid who goes, you know, he's standing there. Dumbass kid at the gas station trick-or-treating already is m- mentally messed up to begin with. <laughs> he walks in watching TV for the 9, 9 p.m. Get, uh, giveaway. The big giveaway. Is, and he clicks it over and then clicks it over and then it gets turned. But then what happens? He just has bugs and snakes crawl out of his face. And then, you know, hopefully when Dr. Dan gets home off of his bender. I don't he, care what you say, man. I like this movie. I, I, I do. Think, but I think funny. you like this movie. Yeah, I, I don't dislike this movie. I like. I, I really don't. I don't. But it's. <laughs> I like this movie as much as I like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. <laughs> yeah. But most. It's a people, different level of. Yeah. This is a better story. Yeah. But most people don't like this movie, and if you don't like this movie, fight me. You got some chasers. I do. I have. I have two chasers left. Okay. In this envelope. Uh, am I going first or are you going first? You go first. Uh, I'm going to go first. Who uh, who sent this question in? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Very nice. Uh, was um, there a movie your wife loves that made you realize that she is a keeper? Or does she have a favorite <laughs> that was almost a deal breaker? Uh, yes, is the answer to that question. Is that Roadhouse? And the movie is the same for both answers, and that movie is Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but it went in reverse. Uh, the The original was, and I don't really mean this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dump a girl based on the movie she liked. Well, thank God. But originally, I was like, "That's your. You really like that movie, huh?" And then I watched it. Like we both came into that movie at the same time. Um. She was just more sold on it than you were at the time? For whatever f***ing reason, yeah. Uh, and then it's like, no, I get it. It's it's the same reason I like Friday the 13th Part 3. It's like, it's a, it's a good friend to you. And it's now a good friend to me. And I have, we have very different favorite parts of that movie. And well, you, you guys probably heard, if you're listening to this portion of this episode, you know the Roadhouse episode and how I feel about it, but... Yeah, and that's why my wife is Roadhouse correspondent uh, Jamie Justice. Is there a, a movie that you feel that way about your wife? Answer carefully. <laughs> I don't think there was any movie that was almost a deal breaker. Being being of the same age, it was we watched a lot similar households and and what, how we grew up. 
we watched a lot of the same things. But I think it was it would either be Jaws or Tootsie, to be honest. Sure. Because we both watched that movie a lot. Now I didn't realize how much I had enjoyed and watched it that my dad didn't like. Like my dad's not huge on scary movies or even just you know, Jaws is kind of a scary movie, but it's also a buddy movie and there's several different aspects of that film. And when we decided to watch it one one summer night on the back of our porch when the weather was nice and invited everybody over, and I don't think my dad was super sold on wanting to come over and watch it at first. And I think it's because he really just didn't care for it. I don't think he likes those those scares. But my but Lisa and I we we kind of had this fascination initially. I think he was older when he first watched. Saw the movie when I was obviously he saw it before I did because it came out the year I was born. Um, but I, he read the book Jaws, Citizen and, Kane. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember at some point being probably around the age of ten and bo- bothering him and pestering him about wanting to see it. And I think he tried to soften the blow of how kind of shocking the movie could be mm-hmm. for a ten year old or a twelve year old, and him kind of breaking down the story throughout the time frame of like going out to see my grandpa and we would just talk about things and. But I didn't realize how much it kind of interweaved both of our lives with, you know, Jaws and watching it. Like at the time that it broadcast on TV, Lisa said that she ended up catching just parts of it. Like, you know, when you're told to go to bed and you don't shut your door and your parents are still up in the living room watching TV and you sneak back out and she sneaks back out. And the first scene that she sees is the leg drop down. <laughs> you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, and then she's like, all right, I'm done. I don't know why I came back out here. This was a bad mistake. <laughs> I regret this decision immediately. <laughs> but, you know, growing up with that, growing up with Star Trek, growing up, you know, with that, those two, and then and then Tootsie, it was, yeah, I think she's a keeper. You know, being able to show a trash compactor and her t- to immediately reference uh, <laughs> 3825, 3827. Yeah, that's yeah, what I that. fell in love with your wife. <laughs> We still worked at the same place. Yeah, you, I, you told and me, and I figured that Mike, if she can pull that, yeah, just like that, I can't I, even yeah, do gonna, that. Yeah. But I knew what she was saying, and I TK four two one. You 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 blocked that yeah, down. That was <laughs> so. That was that was probably the deciding vote. All right. Well, um, at Nakatomi Doorman asks, what is the most overhyped character? Or what is the what is the most overhyped movie or character ever? Oh God, overhyped. This is difficult. I mean, I have a I have a generic answer, but it's your question. We're overhyped. I'm gonna uh, let you answer first because I'm really most overhyped movie ever. Star Wars. It's a space opera. It's, oh, it's a space western. Yeah, I mean, it's a generic answer. That's a that's it, a punch in the gut answer. It doesn't like. What does overhyped mean? Not as good as everyone says it is. Well, I mean, or way. I mean, there's saturated. There's a there's a clone trooper and a Darth Vader helmet less than a foot away from me right now. I don't think Star Wars is overhyped, but I think some people would tell you it's the most overhyped movie. Uh, you know what? Like, if you want me to be personal about it instead of generic, I mean, it's your question. I'm stealing your shit. Do you have? No, you, you go have, ahead, and I Lord may of have the Rings. To... Lord of the Rings. I don't give a fuck about Lord of the Rings. I really don't. 
I don't, I don't, the, it's stilted, it's stilted dialogue. It's too much green screen. I just don't, I, and the movies are too long. Guess too dude. much fantasy stuff, potentially too. Yeah, too much fantasy stuff. I mean, I know that's what Star Wars is. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's all based off, uh, what's his name? Um, the original hero's tale. Is mm-hmm. it John Henry? Sure, I don't know. Okay, well, it's it's based off that dude. Um, but I, I just don't give a shit. But you have to answer the question, and you've had ample time to come up with even some bullshit. So I really don't have bullshit to answer you with. Um, that means Nathan has to buy beer next time, kids. Again? Well, that was just payback. That was um, payback. That was payback. <laughs> It probably has to do with age, but I could give a shit about any of the Pitch Perfect movies. And those seem to be oh, overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know, but I don't care. Same. But it seems like there's a lot of interest in them. But I really I really believe it has to do with my age, not anything else. So those are the ones I'm going to go with. <laughs> Just so I don't have to buy you beer. <laughs> <laughs> That was a hard one. That was That's really difficult well, to was go. Hard, hard for you, evidently. But. No, it was. I, I didn't say it was difficult for you. you. I just it was hard for me. It's difficult. So, well, there you have it, kids. We'll be back next week with what are we doing next week, Nathan? I think we're doing the Burbs and oh. Dragnet. No, we are doing Burbs. No, and we're Dragnet. not thinking it. We are doing it. We're doing it. All right, kids. Um, thanks for tuning in this week. We hope you. Uh, we went. We've been a bit. We went a bit. Jesus, God, I am drunk. We went a bit long on this episode. <laughs> we hope you are too, and we hope you're safe uh, and sober somewhere that you're supposed to be. Nathan, sitting in your hammock, listening, not having hammock sex, <laughs> not, juggling, not, not juggling, not juggling, listening to this podcast <laughs> while sipping on a nice cold beverage or some scissor. I want to kill. Everyone, Satan is good. Satan is our pal. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you then with coppers. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. 